Welcome back to the Southern Cross Stadium as we get set for the second game in our double header. Welcome to 007. And it is going to be the Sydney... No, it's not. Sydney Uni Flames are taking on bullying as we speak. But it is the Canberra Transact Capitals up against the Perth Lynx. Well, I'm glad I had a game to warm myself up because uh, it's going to be an interesting game to uh, say the least as the teams are being introduced at the moment. Kira Shields back into the lineup because the number 21 is back in uh, America. And one story that caught your eye was a proposed retirement of the 21 jumper. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was flicking through the Canberra Times during the Christmas break and I noticed a little article talking about a proposal that so they were going to retire Jackie Styles' uniform um, in the last time going for this season. I thought to myself, that can't be right. Well, we're going to hear from Daisy Summers now who will sing the national anthem and at the same time, the coaches will talk to our sportradio.com.au for Paul O'Brien, an uh, important match for the Perth Lynx to start 2007 with a bang. Well, it is an important for us. I'm not sure how it's taken by the local populace up here. I heard it was just a mere formality. So uh, basically, we're approaching the game from the same mentality we approach every other game. This is game 18 for us, and we are here to win the game. Simple as that. How has uh, the Christmas break, has that uh, given you an opportunity to regroup at all? Yeah, it has. Look, we didn't need to regroup. We, we had a disappointing game in Sydney, and, and we all know that. But, you know, I felt that basically what we did was we've approached all week. We had we, we came back in a little bit late. We allowed Christmas to go. I think Raffi did the same thing here with a good break. And what, I, what I, my aim was to make sure that we were good to go in that regard, you know, so that we effectively had players okay, ready to do the things we needed to do, and we've come back and trained really well all week. I've been very, very happy with it. So we're, we're ready to go. All the best for tonight. Thank you, Dustin. Bye. Well, Happy New Year, Kerry Graff. It's, uh, well, an interesting month ahead of you. Yeah, it is. Look, I mean, we're, you know, we're in the situation that we can control our own destiny. We've, we've probably got the, the toughest schedule coming home, but, um, you know, if we can get through it, then we're going to put ourselves in a great situation in the playoffs. And our focus tonight is to make sure we take care of business with Perth, you know, respect them. And, and play our style of game. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get ready to go to Melbourne next week. And I mean, if we can win tonight and, and win in Melbourne next week, then we put ourselves in a great situation. Perth, whilst they, you know, their win record isn't great, they have a lot of potential on the floor with uh, girls that can fire up and make it very difficult for you. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think their their starting group, in fact, is more talented on paper than the team they had last year. I think they really miss Deanna Smith. I think she. She's a scorer who can find a way to score against double teams. Um, you know, I think it's been a big learning curve for Carly Wilson to play on a team with much less talent than she's used to. I think Marino can light it up. Um, Zoe Carr's good for a dozen points. Krista Hayes killed us last time with 18 or 19. So, now we certainly aren't taking them lightly. We're about, you know, we've got some great matchups for their individuals and we're about getting ourselves ready to make sure that we can push our way into that, the playoff. We're about to start, so I'll let you, better let you get to the coaching. Mate. Well, as you could tell there, Michelle, Phil O'Brien, he has got it all in front of him. He's like the boy with a barrow, but he does not step away from being uh, right up there putting his team first. He, he is absolutely a great front man for a basketball team, isn't he? He is, you know, and he's um, forever pushing the barrow, I guess, if you like, of, of what his team is, what they're capable of, and um, you know, they haven't really yet produced it on the court, but... Um, you know, he's always going to be positive and, and talking them up, so that's what you want. 
It is indeed. And, of course, Coach Graff there. Well, you could tell how close to game time we were talking to Coach Graff. The team's got called to the benches whilst we were doing the interview. So it is great that Graffy will give us such time here on sportradio.com.au basketball. This is the Canberra Transact Capitals or Radio Network. And tonight it is the Canberra Transact Capitals hoping to start season 2007 with a, a big, big win. But they'll be happy with the W because playoff contention. I know, Miss, you've been looking at the top five and it is a tough run home for the Capitals as to compared to their opposition. Well, it is. If you look at the Capitals' run home, you know, they've got uh, Sydney... Um at home again, they've got Adelaide at home again. Um, that Perth has got, they've got them. At, we're at home against them, but they've got Townsville on the road, Bulleen and Dandenong on the road as well. Now, our record on the road this season hasn't been good. Nope. Let's just say that it hasn't been good. So, you know, even if they can, um, you know, knock off, win all our home games against some really tough opposition who are all fighting for finals positions. Um, you know, well, top got... two positions are our next two home games. Well, that's right. It's Sydney right. and Adelaide. Yeah, exactly. And then you compare that to someone like Sydney who have got, um, you know, three uh, games at home in their own venue. Um, admittedly, you know, Bulleen's a tough ass, but their, their form's dropping off, you know. I'm not real sure about They're Bulleen. having their Collingwood-like slump. Don't talk about the Collingwood Magpies, please. It's an out-of-bounds conversation. On <laughs> but no, um, you know, we've got... They've got uh, Bulleen at home. They've got the AIS at home. You'd have to think that they'll get get that one. Um, Adelaide at AIS home. AIS at home? Yeah, at, the, at, at Sydney. At oh, Sydney. sorry, yeah, Sydney sorry. have got them at home. Yeah. Um, and the Caps away. So, you know, you look at that, that's an interesting uh, run. And Adelaide, again, you know, they've got a lot of home games and um, they've got Perth and the AIS in that as well. So you have to think that that's two certainties for them. So uh, we've got a tough run into the finals, but um, not beyond us. No, not beyond the Capitals at all. Craig Ravel and Michelle Hocking to call the action here. Our first game together for 2007. And, uh, well, it's the, it's the Bond year, isn't it? 007? <laughs> That's it. And, uh, well, who will step up to uh, play that leading role? Kelly Abrams, Jess Bibby, Tracy Beattie. Abby Bishop and also Tully Bevilacqua step out of the court for the Capitals. Kelly Abrams just going around getting the brownie points, shaking the hands <laughs> of all three referees, Daryl Corcoran and I can't recognise the other two, Mish. Uh, Damien, it's Damien, isn't it? I can't see who they are. Anyway, we will talk. Carly Wilson, the princess of basketball. <laughs> Out there, Christina Boyd, it's an easy tip-off win to Tracy Beattie. Marino is out there with, uh, uh, oh, gee whiz. Melissa uh, Marsh. Yeah, Melissa Marsh, of course. <laughs> and Zoe Carr. Inside, Abrams gets the ball to Beattie. It rattles out, and it will be Marsh to get the first rebound of the game. Over the top to Wilson. Wilson bringing the ball down the left wing to set up for the Perth Lynx. It is right side to Marino. Marino just looking, backs away from Bibby, then drives down, kicks it left side to Boyd. Uh, sorry, to Christina Hayes. Hayes bank, oh, gives it to Marsh. Marsh banks it in. That was a just good flash cut action out of Melissa Marsh, and Hayes was able to see her on the open flash cut, and she nailed it. And a steal. Okay, we've got some uh, sloppy play from the Capitals to start the game. Marino couldn't get the layup to go in. Marsh will put it back up. And Marsh moves to four points for the game. Beatty coming down hard with Bishop then. 
which uh, didn't help getting people to the backcourt. You could tell that Paul O'Brien's been scouting the Capitals game because they've gone straight into a zone um, which Capitals have struggled in the last couple of weeks. Well, said that. Jess Bibby lights up from outside the arc on the left-hand side. She nails the three and we're back to a one-point ball game with eight minutes and 40 seconds left. Zoe Carr all loses the dribble. There was plenty of pressure from Abby Bishop. Carr picks up the dribble again and that will see a foul on Abby Bishop. Yeah. I thought she stopped the dribble. Uh, obviously... Uh, yeah, there was a hand on the ball, though, okay. so, so it's not a double dribble. Look, my question is, where are the guards gone for Perth? You know, why have you got Zoe Carr carrying the ball in the backcourt? I don't understand that. Turn things around, change it up a bit, but Carr <laughs> is certainly a forward. As the inbound ball from Carr to Wilson, gives it to Marsh. Marsh can't get to drop off the iron, and Bishop comes up with a rebound. Bevelacqua down the right wing, bounce pass to Bibby. Bibby driving baseline, turnaround jumper. That. She throws me off because she's a left-hander, but uh, it was just a, a turnaround J in the air. Yeah, great penetration from Jess Bibby. She started the game well tonight. That's good. She probably, you know, she's been in pretty good form all season, but I thought her last game was a little bit offline, off target. Oh, nice block, Tracy Beatty. Tracy Beatty blocks the shot from Hayes, and Bevel Aqua will kick it down to uh, uh, to Kelly Abrams. In the paint is Bishop. Bounce pass outside to Beatty. Bibby does the rebounding and Bibby puts it back up. Bibby's got all seven points of the capital so far. Well, that's right, you know, and I guess you have to, um, you know, what did she have for Christmas? That's what I want to know. She's really started this game well. And whoever's got her defensively, and I think it might be Marino that that matchup is really going to have to pull their finger out and do a much better I think job. Zoe Carr should have shot that then. Melissa Marsh gets it back. This time Carr shoots it. She had a foot on the line. Oh, Hayes crashes through like a West Coast Eagle. On Bishop, she'll have the foul, and it will be an AIS ball from the baseline. That's a get-out-of-jail-free Fabby Bishop there. She really did a, you know, she should have done a much better job of getting body on the box out, keep her away from the board, and then pull in that rebound strongly. She's a little bit lazy. Well, it's 4-7, the Capitals leading. Beverly Aqua on the left side. Great crowd in here for the fifth day of the new year, and uh, it is... Three quarters or no, probably seven eighths <laughs> full <laughs> in the far side, and uh, yeah, <laughs> almost almost completely full uh, behind the benches. So great crowd in here tonight for the Caps' first of three home games in 2007, part of the Defence Jobs WNBL season. Car backs into the paint, outside the haze, back to Wilson. Wilson, leading scorer for oh. this team, bounces off Abrams and puts Tough it in move. from the left eight. Look, you know, Kelly Abrams did a great job defensively, had good body position, but Carly Wilson was up to the task. One point the difference, the Capitals lead by one. Bibby's three-point shot doesn't land, but Abrams, cutting on the baseline, does the rebounding. Bibby's got it again, kicks it to Bevelacqua, over the top, inside to Beatty, outside to Bibby. Bibby's shot doesn't fall. Beatty in the paint gets the rebound and puts it back in. That's a good job, actually. Abby Bishop got a hand to that and was able to knock it loose, so Tracy Beatty picked up the scrap. Capitals against this zone are doing a much better job of getting inside-outside game, which they haven't done in previous weeks against zones. As Marsh has the ball now on the right wing, there's plenty going on off the ball. Marsh works away, gets herself into the paint, puts up the shot, can't get it to bank in. Bishop couldn't pull in the rebound. Oh, Bevelac with great hands that time, taps it around to Bishop, and it will be Abrams down in front. Bounce pass inside to Bishop. 
Bishop in the paint, puts up the shot, draws the foul of Hayes. It's all going right for the Capitals at the moment. Well, it is. You know, the way they started where I thought, oh boy, we're going to have a sluggish start. But the Capitals have really pulled their, stro- uh, pulled their socks up and, um, you know, particularly led by Jess Sibby offensively. Um, nice move there by Abby Bishop. But I think the key is that the Capitals are actually moving the ball well offensively and so they're making the defence having to react and they're getting the open player from that. Well, it has been a start for Abby Bishop who makes the bonus. Oh, rattles around, but it does fall. She's got three points, Biddy's got seven and Tracy Beattie two, making up the 12 for the Capitals. As Hayes is caught on the halfway line, she dropped the dribble. Marina looks like she's going to steal it off her. Marsh, oh, pits one up, hits the uh, front edge of the iron. Has oh, anyone else had a shot? Marsh has been uh, not shy taking them, has she? And oh. Bevel Aqua couldn't get the layup to drop at the other end. The crowd were disappointed. Marino now has it tapped away from Bevel Aqua. And Bevel Aqua is pulled up by the side of the stadium. Nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted she to had... be the side of the stadium the way she was coming at me. <laughs> Marsh looks inbound. It is going to be Perth ball. Wilson trying to put off the... Uh, well, Abrams got the last touch. Wilson was trying to play the Jackson play then. Yeah, yeah, no. Good screen action and got her fresh. It just wasn't... Pass wasn't quite on the money. Um, Interesting matchups, you know. You've got... Obviously, Abrams is going to take Wilson. That's a logical one. You've got Beatty matching up. Excuse me, on... Uh, Hayes? Yep. Yeah. Um, Locked Hagen's into the game too. The swap was made just at the last break. Yeah. Good to see Donna in. Uh, you know, she hasn't started the last couple of games. Did she start against she Sydney? She started against Sydney, yeah. Yeah, she did start against Sydney. So, um, but Abby retained her stop in, uh, spot in the starting lineup. So, um, that's good for Abby's confidence. And, you know, I think Donna's the sort of person that you can bring in off the bench and she will come out and still give you exactly what you need. Flanagan's just come into the game. Another name left off the program. This fellow doing the programs, he's have a good idea. Yeah, there's a few typos. I think we should talk to him. <laughs> Inbound <laughs> pass goes to Wilson. Shot didn't drop. Wilson gets her own rebound and puts it back in. Yeah, look, she's just so smart at being able to make space for herself in the paint. Um, so, you know, she's going to be a handful tonight for the Capitals. As the Bishop kicks it out to Bevel Aqua, 12 points to 8. Perth trying to work back with 4 minutes and 55. This place is a real cauldron. Abram's shot has way too much on it, but somehow Bevel Aqua gets the rebound and Bibby puts it back in. Yeah, look, that's just smart Charlie Bevel Aqua play. She read so well where that ball was coming and the rest of them were asleep. It was Wilson now has the ball. Wilson looking around, goes back to Marino. Marino, ball on the floor. Bevelac was giving away her first personal foul. Yeah, no love lost there. We've got Zoe Castle on the Canberra Capital getting a little bit physical with Loff Hagen and with uh, Kelly They played together too. They did, they did. And we've just got Natty Hurst coming into the game, coming off a terrific last uh, game for the Capitals. Yep. Um, so she knows Angela Marino's game pretty well. They trained against each other for a long time. Oh, Wilson, the double 360. What's that? That's a... Uh, uh, 720 <laughs> and couldn't get the shot to land. Bibby gives it to uh, Nat Hurst. Loftaker now right side goes to Abrams. It's 14-8. The Caps leading. Great crowd in and they are noisy tonight. That's what I was saying about this place is a cauldron and mm. uh, they have really got behind the Caps tonight here in the second of the doubleheader matches. That's right. You know, that's one thing that the girls talk about a lot is that what a great atmosphere and environment and how much the crowd can 
contributes to them when they play here at this stadium. And um, Kelly Abrams in the paper during the Christmas break had a little bit to say about how much they enjoy playing in this stadium. Well, it's a lot closer for me, and with the traffic problems over in Belconway, <laughs> it's not a bad move either. Hey, it's Bartlett's out on the floor now. She's got the ball at the top of the key. Bibby watching her. Lobs over the top to Carr. Carr tried to get an ambitious pass to Bartlett then. I thought uh, Carr should have turned at the basket, but instead she put the pass off. Bishop, oh, Hurst leaves the ball behind, but Hurst could... Good enough to go back and get it. Goes left side. Abrams was by herself for a moment. She drives baseline and loses the handle on it. You don't see that too often from Kelly Abrams. No, you don't. I think she just, you know, was making a move before she'd actually um, gathered the ball. So didn't quite have control of it, but uh, that's okay. Three minutes and 29 seconds left to go in uh, the uh, first quarter. Kelly Abrams and Zoe Carr sit down and Elizabeth Cook, Steps up. Who came in for Abrams? It was... Uh, Abby Bishop must have come back out. Yeah, Abby Bishop has come back out. And Tully Bevelac was... On the oh, Bevelac came back out, yes. As a Flan- Is this Flanagan in the 11th? She jacks up a shovel shot. It landed. Marino's been teaching them some skills over there. Well, it was a, uh, that was a definite shovel shot. Abby <laughs> Bishop couldn't do the same down this end, but the Capitals will get the ball back as Flanagan and Cook both were working hard. Yeah, they're pretty physical in the paint there, you know, and people are just trying to um, create some space for themselves. As Bevelacqua gets the inbound ball, goes back to Bibby. Bibby now kicks it left side. Up from Bibby! She's broken tonight, isn't she? You know, that was sweet coming out of her hand. There was no way that one was anything but net. Looks good from the hand. Bibby scored 12 points. Perth has scored 10 and the Capitals <laughs> are 17. Carly Wilson, what can she do? Oh, she gets away from Bevel Aqua. Left Hagen went early. Oh, just not dropping for Carly Wilson tonight. And uh, oh, Abby please. Bishop has bounced it over the baseline in the heavy traffic. Flanagan and Cook doing a good job there. Well, yeah, you know, but that was clearly a foul. I mean, Daryl Corcoran needs to uh, blow his whistle on that one. She was hammered on that baseline and, um, you know, the turnover at the bottom of the court here. That's ridiculous. Barrett looking to bring in to Carly Wilson goes, ignores Marino for the moment, then goes to her. Marino on the drive, jumps it up off the glass of hands in the hands of Bibby, who's off to the races. Bibby now kicks it right side to Hurst. Couldn't get the three-point to land, but it lands back into the hand. Oh, Bibby tries to get it straight inside oh, to Beatty. Beatty goes to Lofthagen. Lofthagen, second bank in was a charm. Yeah, just getting her rebounding stats up there. Look, that was a great pass from Tracy Beatty. Really good vision from the big girl to be able to um, find Donna under the basket there. Peter Buckle doing the assistant coaching tonight because Eleanor Sharp, who was assisting for... Sandy Tomley is working in Sydney on the uh, ABC2 coverage. Yeah, they've got the subs coming in pretty frequently at the moment in the assistant coach role. <laughs> Not bad when you call up your assistant coach the three-time Defence Jobs WNBL champion. That's right, that's right. <laughs> As uh, another foul called that time, Marsh is coming back into the game for Marino. And, uh, well... For the uh, naysayers in the media that were saying this is not going to happen or this isn't going to be a very flash game, certainly not the case. It's been an interesting one. It's uh, Wilson hitting the first of the free throws. Certainly been at a pretty um, fast pace at the start of the game. It'll be interesting to see whether they can actually maintain that pace for the entire game. I think not. I think the game will settle down. 
Wilson goes to six points, making the two free throws as Hurst carries it back. Goes right side to Bevilacqua. Then it is Beatty. Now to Hurst again on the left side. In and out. Goes back to Bibby. On to Bevilacqua. Driving baseline. Gets a shirt front from Flanagan. So we've seen Cook with the big crash over the top. And now Flanagan with a nice little shirt front. Yeah. West Coast Eagles are t- teaching them <laughs> some skills. Dalgleish to come into the game. She had a good finish too, 2006. She comes in for Jess Bibby. Yeah, Jess Bibby's had a really good start. The 2007 came out and she's been on fire. Offensively, yeah, offensively she's been on fire. And I think she's been really focused defensively as well. And Hurst goes to Dalgleish now in the corner. Back to Hurst to Beatty. Beatty back to Dalgleish. Jacks up the three. It's a bit short. And Wilson will come up with the rebound. Oh, good work by Lofthagen. Gets a hand on it. Cook has to go back to help. It's then Marsh. Kicks it on to Bartlett. Flanagan has time to set up for the three. Hits the iron. It looked like Cook was good enough to get back there. Then it was uh, Marsh who slapped it away. But Dalgleish in the 12th does the carry. And oh, oh yeah. good work by Bevel Aqua to keep her feet. Kicks out. Hurst thought about the three. Drives to the left elbow. And eventually Marsh is going to be called for the only thing that didn't look like a foul in that passage of play. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Craig. I think, you know, referees missed probably three or four obvious calls and then felt that they were obliged to blow their whistle. Um, it's been quite a physical game so far. Perth are really putting some serious uh, uh, physical defence in on this game and they're contesting pretty hard on the offensive boards as well. So, you know, the Capitals will really have to ensure that they... Um, don't shy away from the physical contact, but also don't get into it. So you need to need to play with it. And the other thing they need to do is really ensure that at the uh, uh, offense, at the defensive end, sorry, that they do focus on keeping the Perth off of the glass because they are doing uh, working really hard at trying to anticipate and contest those offensive boards. Well, it's 19 points to 12. The Caps are leading here at the Southern Cross Stadium here in Game Two of our double header on sportradio.com.au Great crowd in for tonight's game remembering that uh, well these January games can also can be a bit of a potluck can't they Michelle? They you are. can either have this sort of crowd where the atmosphere is up or I remember they played Dandenong last year in front of no one mm. and you would have, I would have, I'm surprised at the crowd and it's really great because you know given that Perth aren't really what you would call one of the league Front runners, I didn't expect this many people, so it's fantastic. Obviously, the Zoe Carr, Angela Marino uh, connection there, former cast. <laughs> As oh, the inbound pass from Dalgleish gets slapped away, she has to go back and get it. Oh, Perth has an hour to set up the shot, doesn't fall, and Perth will eventually come up with it. Go cross, Wilson, she's going to have to carry the ball herself. Everyone had their back to her, yeah. they're all looking at the basket. Bartlett now, 45 seconds left to go in the first quarter. As goes back, Bartlett and Wilson are working it out themselves. Bartlett now takes them on at the paint, puts up the shot, and Donna Lofthagen is going to be called for a pretty soft foul in yeah. that. Yeah, i just really not sure about that one. Did they call it on Donna or did they end up calling it on um, Del Gleish? I actually thought Del Gleish Del- was the player that pushed, but I'm not... Uh, I think you're right. I think that the referee has actually called No, they Del- called Dalgleish. They did call Dalgleish. Yeah, both right. have got twos as their second number. They've got the 22 and right. the 12. And it was Dalgleish. Okay. It was a fist and two rather than a 2-2. Okay. Oh, well, didn't make... Rebound, Donna. Lockhagen 
Well, she reconciles it. They didn't make any of the free throws. Oh, Dow Gleish takes on Wilson, puts it to the floor and then bakes it in. Yeah, good strong move from Dow Gleish. It's good to see her having the confidence to go at him. She's had a great debut year. I don't know if she'll qualify as a rookie of the year because the AAS players have so much more time on the court. But what a great start for her as uh, Tally's going to get her second personal foul. Just looking backwards, reaching into Carly Wilson there. Yeah, I'd be thinking, you know, that um, we'd want to get Abrams back in there to match up on Wilson. She's starting to look dangerous and looking like she's going to exploit it. And, and Abrams does a, a fantastic job on her. That's not to say that Tully can't, but Abrams just has a little bit more size to be able to go with um, Wilson. Wilson at the line now to shoot two as the Capitals have their 15 foul up on the board. Wilson's first one is in. It was off the front, though. She's five points for the game now. Yeah, and she's a class act, you know. She's she's led this team this season, and um, you know it's probably in some ways when she has to take on such a strong leadership role, it can actually take away from a, a player's game. But she's she's learnt how to take that role as well as retain her own own game. Oh goodness! Oh, block shot that time. Carly Wilson getting a piece of it. Donna Loftagen went to put up the shot. Wilson slapped it away, and it went behind the backboard. It was a pretty good defensive move. Inbound Paul to Beattie. Warren Jackson plays. And Beattie moves to four points for the game. And we are out of time here in the first quarter. It is the Capitals 23 to the Perth Lynx 14 here at Southern Cross Stadium where, well, probably the game, the nine-point gap doesn't really indicate the pace and the intensity that this game's been played at, just the Caps were able to push through in that last two or three minutes to open up that advantage. Yeah, they did. It really didn't break open until the last probably two minutes of that, that quarter. And, um, you know, full credit to Perth, but I think what's happened is that the Capitals have actually um, playing against the zone much better than they were earlier in the quarter. So they're getting some better ball movement, they're getting some penetration out of players, and they're actually... Um, finding open players, um, you know, under the basket, out of that, instead of trying to, you know, shoot themselves into the game from the arc, so that's good to see. Perth are doing, you know, being pretty physical, um, they just need to be careful that they don't, uh, you know, get themselves into too much foul trouble through this game. They don't have great depth on their bench, so their starters in particular need to be wary of that. You've got to play strong and you've got to play physical, but, you know, you have to play within the rules of the game. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I've been impressed with Carly. I think Carly Wilson's done a good job for them. I'd really question their guards have gone missing, you know. Who's, who's carrying the ball for these guys? You've got Zoe Carr and Carly Wilson doing it, and I know there's a hell of a lot of pressure on these guards because you look at the Caps lineup and you've got Bevel Aqua and Bibby and Hurst and Abrams, you know. Um, it makes it tough, but, you know, your guards have got to get there. Otherwise, the job just becomes too hard for a Carly Wilson who tries to do it all. Well, you've got the stats there. Well, I've got the nuts. We've the printer's gone crazy here. I, you can actually read it. It's that large. <laughs> and, right. uh, well, the uh, visitors, Perth Lynch shooting at 29.4%. And the Capitals shooting at 45. Caps 25% from outside the arc. Only one three-point attempt by Perth. Yeah, that's right. And um, I'm, that's, you know, it's an interesting um, that when you look at that. But and they've gone four from six. They've gone the foul line, so they're shooting at two thirds. But the one that stands out to me is in terms of a possession game, the Capitals have got 19 rebounds to six from the Perth Lynx. So that's an interesting stat there. And the turnover rate, oh, look at that. That's interesting. They've got the caps down for five turnovers and uh, none for the Perth Lynx. So, 
So when uh, the Perthlings have the ball, they're obviously looking after it pretty well. Up until they're shot. Up until, <laughs> and then the shot's not landing. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, so interesting set there. Marsh inbounds the ball to Marino, who gives it to Carr, the Capitals' connection. Wilson pips the screen as Carr goes around. Beatty just moved Wilson out the way. Carr in the paint, gets it to drop off the bounce. And Zoe Carr gets her first points for the game. Yeah, and that was a nice, sweet little move. They just fed her the ball well in the paint and she went to work. Beatty in the paint, kicks it over. Pretty hot pass. Bibby's good enough to get onto it. Bibby goes back into the paint, gives Beatty one back. Beatty can't get the shot to drop, but Abrams Look, comes up and cleans it up. That's disappointing. This is the third possession the Capitals have had without Perth getting the ball. They can't do that. Yes. That will kill them. Yeah. Well, Tracy Beattie is in for six points now for the game as it's 25-16 here with nine minutes and 11 seconds left to go in the half. Hayes gets the ball back. It's Hayes, Wilson, Marino, then um, Marsh and Carr for Perth Lynch. Back to Marino, looks at the three. Hurst gives her no room. Inside to Wilson. Wilson, yeah. turnaround jump shot over over Kelly Abrams was she's, great. She's feeling it tonight, isn't she? She's so balanced in the air. At the other end, it runs off the end. It's kicked over the uh, sideline, and the Caps will reset the shot clock. So, inbound pass. Abrams goes to Hurst. Hurst had room then, but instead lobbed it over the top to go to Beatty. Back to Hurst. Now Bibby on the right, 45. Takes on Marina at the low post. Pulls up with the jump shot. Doesn't fall. Carr couldn't get the rebound. Lockhagen, well, I thought Lockhagen carried it over the baseline, but obviously not. Yeah, look, again, it's another possession that the Capitals have come up with. Now, it's just not good enough to give them that many possessions. Bibby, inbound pass, Bibby then goes to Hurst, right side to Abrams for three, doesn't land, and, uh, well, that has to be a foul, surely. Tracy Beatty was almost bear-hugging Christina Hayes. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, it's one of those things that if the if in the contest the ball's in the air and they both catch it and then the player pulls it down, and with that comes Tracy, it's not a foul, but I think actually Tracy tried to follow that one down and actually... Um, caused the foul. Yep. Oh. oh, ball off the foot. Was that off the foot of Marino or Hayes there? Right, but... Which is probably why they've had Zoe Carr and uh, <laughs> Carly Wilson carrying the ball with that kind of ball handling skills from your guard. Inbound ball from Abrams to Hurst. Left side to Bibby. There back to Beatty. Hand off to Bibby in the paint. It was all work in the paint. Melissa Marsh is going to be called on the foul. And I don't know if Abrams is going to go to the line. But I think so. it will be Marsh's second personal foul. Uh, Kelly well, Abrams no, will first be... personal foul for Melissa Marsh, you're saying? Well, Kelly Abrams will be going to the line on that one. Um, look, defensively, Perth have gone to a man now, but they just look so disorganised. You know, they've got people turning their back to the ball and getting caught on cut action, and they really need to focus and, and get some organisation happening defensively. Well, uh, Kelly Abrams uh, missed both of the free throws there. You don't see that too often. 25-18 with eight minutes left to go in the half. Marsh almost had an opening there to basket. Abrams works with her. Wilson is being watched by Bibby. Now, that's a mismatch that Perth need to exploit. As bounce pass to Hayes in the paint. Hayes puts up the shot, but it just won't drop. The spin wasn't right on that one. Beatty comes up with it, hands off to Hurst, and Hurst, she goes all the way! Rattles out! Hurst comes up with her own rebound. You know, really. Now banks it in from a foot inside the three-point arc. 
Yeah, look, that's not good enough. You cannot allow a team to get... I don't know how many offensive boards the Capitals have now, but they would have at least uh, racked up probably another what, four or five this quarter. Loftagen is trying to watch Marsh. Oh, it's tapped away. Marsh's layup didn't fall in. Abrams again taps it over the baseline and Melissa Marsh will inbound it. Marsh, Carr, Hayes, Wilson and Bartlett for... Perth, it's to Canberra, Zoe, sorry, it's uh, Kylie Langley coming in for Donna Lockhagen, Bibby, Beatty, oh, Zoe Carr inbound, pass for three, she yeah. lands it. Yeah, sweet out of the hand. Oh, great Five running. points for the game. That was really good floor running out of Kylie Langley there, she just took off and it was a foot race down the floor, uh, she was able to have found on the open pass and um, she's going to go to the line. Zoe Carr, first personal car. So you just hit the three and then you give up the foul at the other end. That's, yeah. uh, that's frustrating. It is. <laughs> but I think that might be the way the game goes for the Perth Lynx. They're still in it, you know. It's not, what is it, five points difference? Kylie Langy missing the first. Seven points difference, sorry. But um, they just don't, it's only a seven point difference, but they just don't look like they're in the game, really, do they? No, Langy oh, makes a second. It. It, it, oh. It's not, oh, what would happen there? I was looking down at the score sheet. Yeah, it's pretty physical. Kelly Abrams landed on the floor after what I would have thought was an offensive foul, but I don't blow the whistle. Yes, well, in the corner was Carr back to Bartlett. Now the car is on the 45. They're trying to get it to Wilson, but it's Marsh banking it in for three. Marsh with nine, uh, with eight points now for the game. Yeah, she's, uh, her and Carly Wilson are bearing the load offensively for the uh, first link. And they're back in it, Michelle. As, uh, oh, reverse layup by Tracy Beattie yeah. was beautiful. Great pass from um, Natalie Hurst, who's just picked up a steal for the Capitals as well. Great hustle from Natalie. Jump ball. Well, yeah. two out of the three refs, the other one unsighted. It's good to see when the unsighted one doesn't make a call. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that they're all unsighted, but that's probably Come on. unfair. <laughs> You're going to lose us our media award if you keep this up. <laughs> As uh, Kelly Abrams is waiting to inbound the play, I think uh, Natalie Hurst has got a blood issue. Yeah, it looks that way. That's surprising. That was uh, good work from Natalie Hurst. She made a great pass to Tracy Beattie in the paint, who did a fantastic job of finishing it off. This is a frustrating thing. Natalie Hurst sits down, and uh, we'll just send a world champion, Tally Bevelac, we'll back out. That's right. <laughs> Bevelac gets the inbound pass now. Abrams goes back, goes over the top to. Uh, Beatty, Beatty outside to Abrams, Lange, Bibby, uh, Lange gets it back inside from Bevilacqua, outside to Beatty, then to Bibby, Bibby jacks up the three, it doesn't fall, and Marsh does the rebounding. Marsh kicks it left wing, centre of the court to Bartlett, then it's off to Carr, then to Wilson. Wilson now, back to Bartlett, Bartlett over the top, oh Carr was just absolutely just overwhelmed by Beatty then, nothing she could do. Beatty slapped the ball away. Bevelac was hit the ground. Five minutes and 48 seconds left to go in the half. And Bevelac hits the ground for what I consider the first time in the game. <laughs> hitting the wall isn't the same as hitting the... It, that's right. It doesn't count. Got to ask what Caitlin Cunningham can do to get into a game. Bishop comes in now for uh, Beatty. Yeah. And she's yeah. sitting right next to Buck, so it's not as if she's trying to be a shrinking violet. <laughs> No, I don't think Caitlin is that, is she? <laughs> Hand off from Lange back to Bibby, then right side to Abrams. Over the top to Bishop, back to Abrams. 
thought about the three. She still had time. Instead goes to Bishop and Bishop puts it in in heavy traffic. Yeah, good strong work from Abby there. Made good position in the paint and Abrams is smart enough to be able to deliver the ball to her. It's interesting. We've had Perth come down and they've tried to get the ball to their bigs and they just don't have the ability to get them to them in a position that's not creating all sorts of um, difficulties for their bigs in the paint. Marino drives it in, jacked up the shot. It wasn't the shovel shot. It was actually a one-handed uh, J on transition. It didn't land and the Caps tried to carry it down quickly but the turnover was affected with a slap away. And the uh, the Caps will inbound it again. Bishop hands off to Bibby. Bibby goes backwards to Bevelacqua. Then goes back to Abrams for the uh, long-range baseline, Jay. Doesn't fall. Wilson will eventually come up with it. Gives it to Marino and Marino brings the ball down the floor again. So Marino... Looking to set up. Gets a screen from Hayes. Can't get away from Bevelacqua though. She was ready for it. Goes back to Hayes. Inside to Wilson. She finally finds some room. And Wilson will move now to 12 points for the game. AIS went down to Dandenong in the first game. It's 32 to 25. The Capitals up against the Perth Lynx here at Southern Cross Stadium. Four minutes, 28 seconds left to go in the half. Long pass to Abrams. Uh, sorry, to Bevelacqua in the corner. Goes to Bishop. Bishop didn't try for a layup that time and it didn't drop. Now, at the other end, Militia Marr, she puts up a, a, a standing jump shot, then slaps the ball out of, slaps the ball out of the hands of Abby Bishop. Bishop's wondering why she didn't get the call sooner. Timeout's been called. Was the foul called on Marsh then? No, she was out of bounds. Okay. She, she I just saw that sort of signal yeah. then and I was, no, no, they just called an out-of-bounds play. So, you know, it, it's interesting. We've got a seven-point split. So Perth are really staying with the Capitals. So, you know, the Capitals haven't really been able to break this game open. And it's largely through Carly Wilson, who's um, doing an absolutely fantastic job for Perth. Both defensively, she's doing an excellent excellent job. And at the offensive end of the floor, she's really their go-to player. And if they could just release her from having to carry the ball as well, she'd probably be able to play at this quarter standard for the full 40 minutes. But anyway... For the Capitals, I think what they really need to do is just get some better ball movement offensively. Perth have gone back to a man-to-man, but they're a bit stagnant. They're just standing around and watching They were better in the zone, weren't they? They were. They were moving the ball better and then getting better penetration. I think they've gone to a man um, against a man, and they're just not moving the ball as well as they should. And I, Because I believe I don't believe Perth are a great defensive outfit, and if we've actually got some really good ball reversal, got some good inside-outside game happening, you know, you'd catch them out. They, they, you'd get someone free on a defensive rotation, and you'd make easy scores. Next challenge, of course, is putting the ball in the bucket. <laughs> yep. Lot Pagan returns to the floor now with Bevelacqua, Bishop, Beatty and Bibby. Perth go with Marino, Bartlett, Wilson, Hayes and also Carr. Round the perimeter, gets to Lot Hagen, then into the corner, goes to Bevelacqua, back to Lot Hagen. Tracy Beatty on the left lane, outside to... Bibby couldn't get the three-pointer to drop, but Lofthagen comes up with a strong rebound, and the foul is on Melinda Bartlett, who has a, uh, well, a plead, and then just a uh, look of resignation. Yeah, look, and again, that's another offensive board that the Capitals, that's killing Perth at this point in the game. Um, unfortunately, the Capitals haven't been able to exploit it as much as they probably should have, but they're 
they really are doing a terrible job of keeping caps off the glass at the offensive end. Bibby drives hard. Oh, she drove straight past the baseline. Bishop wasn't ready for the pass then. She's going to get it back when it was robbed off her and puts it up. Bish, uh, uh, Bibby, uh, yeah, Bishop now seven points. Bibby setting up that play. Yeah. Bishop's doing a good job, but I think she needs to work on the short-range jump shots in the paint. She tends to put the ball to the floor every time and get herself a little bit caught where she's catch and shoot in the paint. We get her some greater mileage. Finnegan's out on the floor now for Zoe Carr. That change being made just a few moments ago. Looks like Natalie Hurst is going to come back out. The blood stop. And, uh, it's all taped up. Yeah, it's <laughs> the knees taped up. But um, Flanagan there getting called for, I think, her second personal foul. Uh, Abby Bishop, yeah. And Abby uh, could have watched that. She's had some problems throughout the season with some... Um, it was on Flanagan. Flanagan's going to inbound the ball. Looking around now. Bounce pass to Hayes. Hayes goes right side to Marino. Marino oh, left the ball behind and Hurst is going to pick it up. Carries it straight down the centre. Hurst goes all the way. Oh, banks it in. Yeah, nice defence from Natty. Put Marino under some pressure and she popped the ball up and was able to convert it at the other end of the floor. Well, it's all oh, Wilson now driving baseline. The shot doesn't drop, but Loftagan's going to find her. Second, in fact, it'll be yeah, Donald Loftagan's second personal foul by my book. No, first first personal. So I thought Donna had one earlier than that, but obviously not. Referee doesn't lie. <laughs> well, score bench doesn't lie. At the free throw line, the uh, basketball princess makes the first. 13 points. We'll have to tell that story here soon. Continues to uh, wear her pink socks. Yep. Very important. It's the pink socks <laughs> that uh, certainly capture the attention of a lot of the younger girls in and around the basketball world. Beatty then goes left side to Bibby, Bibby, then to Bishop, then back to Beatty on the inside. Oh, Bishop's come up with it and she's put it back in again. Bishop's scoring, nine points for the game, but I'll tell you what, four of those nine points have just been lux of fortune. Well, yeah, I mean, Donna did a great, Donna Lockhagen then really chased that ball down, got a hand to it and tapped it in. Fell into Abby's hands. Great job. <laughs> Marino, I don't think if she's tried a three-point shot yet. Wilson tried it. Inside, outside. Hayes, Wilson. Outside to Flanagan. No one in there to even attempt the rebound. Lockhagen comes up with an easy board. Oh, Hurst lobs it over the top to Bishop. Bishop, Beatty trying to fight for it, but Hayes will work it away. Marsh is carrying the ball down the right wing now for the Perth Lynx. Goes back to Hayes. Oh, too easy. Hurst all the way. Layup is good. Yeah, look, Perth are really looking ordinary right now. And I think one thing that's changed is early in the game, they were getting much better shots and working the ball much better um, offensively and trying to contest the offensive boards. That last time down the floor when the shot actually did go up, they um, just stood around and watched. We had four of them back playing defence before the ball had hit the glass. Flanagan double teamed by Loft Hagen and uh, Bishop. She's able to get it out to Marsh and Marsh will go to 10 points for the game. And it is a Wilson and Marsh show for Perth at the moment. It certainly is. Marino hasn't stepped up with any points uh, by my scorecard. No. So Hurst goes at her again and banks it in. Natty Hurst, eight points for the game and is putting on another display. 
she certainly is. She's not shooting the ball from the perimeter as well as she did in the last game, but she's continuing to take those shots when they come away, and, and her penetration is fantastic. She's really taking the ball to the bucket strongly. Marsh, it's a bit of rugby here, I'd have to say, at Southern mm. Cross Stadium. Oh, Hayes gets an open look from the top of the key. She nails it. Yeah, it certainly is getting physical, isn't it? It's, um, and there's nothing uh, subtle about it either. No, it's, it's pretty heavy going. It's Hurst then to Beatty at the top of the key. Gives it to Bibby who is cutting baseline. Bibby just goes up to the free throw line and says, that is bread and butter. 14 points for the game. 44 plays, 31, 23 seconds left. Taken uh, Bibby a little while to get a score in this quarter. That's her first score. She had 12 at the first quarter. Hayes, hard pass to Marina. Had to go back and get it. Marsh in the paint. Puts up a shot. Couldn't bank it in. Bishop got the last touch on that, so Perth will have last possession. Nine seconds left to go in the half. Marsh looking to inbound it. Flanagan got herself into position quickly. Didn't use her. Goes outside to Wilson. Wilson, she'll have to think about the three. Six seconds left. No, Flanagan inside. Called on. The travel points don't count. That is frustrating. That is very frustrating. I think, um, you know... She did a reasonable job, but unfortunately wasn't quite able to execute the footwork effectively. So. Beatty with the uh, Muhammad Ali move. She does the inbound pass, so Hurst pulls up at the elbow, leaves it short. That's it for the first half. It was, although the scoreboard's saying 44-31, I guess 13 points is a big lead, but it's not... Um, it's, it's, it's not really reflecting the domination that the Capitals have had. Well, that's exactly right. I think that the... Um, Excuse me, I think that the, the score doesn't reflect just how dominant the Capitals are at this point in the game. So, um, you know, Perth would be probably... I think they've got out of jail a little bit here. You know, they really probably aren't a 13-point difference. Um, Carly Wilson and, and Melissa Marsh are having to carry the load here for um, the Perth Lynx. And, you know, for the Capitals, you know, Bibby had a quiet quarter that one and you've got Natty Hurst steps up and does some scoring. Um, Kelly Abrams had a good good game so far defensively, hasn't figured offensively that much, but, you know, and Tracy Beattie and Abby Bishop are doing some good work in the paint. So um, it's, it's good to see, and I'm sure they'll be pretty happy with their first half, first game back after the Christmas break. Yes, it is a good start for the Capitals. 44-31 as we're joined here by Caitlin Ryan. And, uh, Caitlin, great to uh, have you back in the nation's capital. And... Uh, well, it was a good win there after that second quarter was looking a bit shaky. Mm. I think we have a, um, a history of doing that against AIS. We always let them, let them come back in it in one of the quarters and it's always good to get the first win after the Christmas break. We had, um, I think like most teams, we had from our last game uh, prior to Christmas, which we had the buy in the last round. So from our last game um, off until the new year, so it was good to... Um, get rid of some of the cobwebs and get up and down the floor for the for our what is the most important time of the season for us. Well, it is the the run home as they say, the yep. last month before the playoffs, and you guys are just in that unenviable position of you're not in the four. It's always easier to defend than to uh, attack exactly. in some respects. Yeah, I guess we're in sixth place at the moment. We're equal with Townsville and we're one on one with Townsville at the moment. So we play them in two weeks' time. So that's, that's at home. No, that's in Townsville. No, no, no that, that's at Dandenong. We oh, have Dandenong. a double header with the Dragons. Um, and then I guess, I mean, the only good thing is if we drop a game, we're done. So it's, it's purely up to us. So we just have to keep winning. Elimination finals all the way through to the end of February. Yep. 
That's the plan. Oh, God. <laughs> Unfortunately, every game's a grand final, as they say. Look, you've, you've had a great season personally. Um, you started off as point guard, and I know how much you don't like that position. But not only did you start a point guard, you started playing 40 minutes at point oh, guard. Look, I don't really even want to relive that time of my life, but um, I guess, look, it, we, we didn't have anybody else, and as much as I absolutely hated it more than anything in the world, it's what it was either myself or Jenna O'Hay, and Jenna O'Hay was getting us 25 points a game, and there was no way in the world I was putting her in the one spot and giving up those 25 points. But, look, I guess you can say Sam and Kathleen were at every game watching and every chance possible they're pulling me aside, do this, do this, and I'm like, thank God you guys are here, otherwise I'd be struggling even more so. I tell you what, there's one time I looked at the bench. Sam's down getting some treatment on that uh, tweak in the knee. Kathleen's there with an ice pack. I don't know if it was on her hand or a thumb. And I'm going, oh, Caitlin's going to be loving playing one again. <laughs> Story of our lives this season. But... um. Yeah, thank God. Um, Sam just hyperextended her knee. It is her bad knee, but it, she only hyperextended it. So I think it was more of a mental thing for her as well. A bit concerned that it was the same knee. But And Kathleen just got a scratch, so she was fine. And they'll both be playing next week against Canberra. Unfortunately for you, as you say. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, how good is this? We're 8.41 on a Friday night, and you girls are clear for the weekend. Done. When oh, do you fly home? You fly uh, home to late 9:30 tonight? 9.30 tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. So first thing tomorrow morning. Yep. So not on the town in the big smoke and then back well, to Melbourne. Well, yes, that's it. The Canberra girls are going to show us how it's done. <laughs> but um, no, we're, um, we're yeah, just up. We flew up this morning or this afternoon around lunchtime we landed, played at 6 o'clock. Initially, we were supposed to play the single game at the AIS Arena, but, but there's nothing better for the crowd to see two games of the WNBL. Um, in one night at the one venue and it gives us a chance to sit back and watch uh, the game after we play camera next week. But no, it's really, like, I mean, I don't obviously think it's um, financially viable for a lot of teams to do double headers maybe, but it's such a good concept and it's so good for people to see, you know, 40 good players in one night. What about this double header you're talking about where you're going with the uh, Southern Dragons? South Dragons, yeah. South Dragons and yourselves. How, how do you like playing with the men's and have, being on that card? Well, I guess Dandenong only holds about 2,000 people, so chances are it's going to be a sellout. So we um, haven't had a sellout this year. Our crowds haven't been as high as we would have liked and as they have been in past years. So it's going to be an opportunity for us in probably one of our biggest games of the season for us against Townsville. We need to get the split. Hopefully we'll have a full house. So that's the one advantage of it. But the other, you know, the downside, I guess, we're playing before the men, so we're the curtain raiser. So... Who knows with the you know they're they're out there pushing the game, but who knows if people know we're playing at at five instead of you know seven thirty. So we're just hoping that um word gets out, and we just want to make sure we get the big change room and not the guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, I had my first experience at uh, your home ground there earlier in the year, yeah. or just in December there, and it really does have a good atmosphere, a lot like Southern Cross yeah. Stadium. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I'm a bit biased. I reckon we've got the best court in the league. The rings are the best, the most favourable. But um, look, as with this is here, it's a great setup. And when you've got you know close to capacity, there's um, there's nothing better than having everyone feel like they're sitting on top of you, and um, you can hear the supporters and um, the atmosphere just make you know provides energy for both teams. So it's good we're getting some decent crowds all around the league. Yeah, and uh, for for yourselves. How is this new group? Because, like, whilst you're there, Ali Downey's there, you've got a lot of, you know, Sam's still there, but yeah. it has really been a, a big change. Uh, Jenna yeah. was there last year, but she wasn't there 
really in the um, in the halcyon days, as it were. Yeah. Um, how how has this gone? I guess. I well. For us, we have, I mean, to be honest, we probably have found it a bit difficult because you develop such good relationships with all the players in your team and when new people come in, you know, they've got to break down those barriers in terms of, you know, fitting into the group and some people find that um, easier to do than others. Like Larissa Kavanagh has just been, you know, she's the most social person in the world, so she's found it really easy, but um, it's learning to play with new people. Larissa's been, I think, 10 years at Pauline. And so in a new arch rivals. Yeah. It's like going from Collingwood it. to Carlton, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, like Kathleen and Jenna, it's just clicked for them this year, especially like Kathleen, I mean, she had 32 points tonight in an unbelievable... They did have two years together at... AIS and one at Sydney. Yeah. So. I mean, unfortunately for those two, they came into a team that had won two championships. And, I mean, you know, I'm not exactly sure of all the junior talent around, but they're definitely two of the best. And probably in a lot of other teams, they would have been playing huge minutes and posting big numbers. But we had such a team where, you know, every week it was someone else different scoring. And, you know, unfortunately for them, they didn't get the opportunities they probably deserved. But this year, the hard work that they put in in those years, playing against Carly and Jacinta and Macca and Emma Randall and Jess Bibby, now they've getting their chance to do it in a game and it's, it's coming, not easy for them, but they're showing exactly the hard work that they've put out. How hard is it to back up every year when you, when you just, you, you've won two championships. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you've won two championships with Dandenong there yeah. and you see a lot of your teammates deciding, well, world championships are out the way, I'm going to have yeah. a couple of years in Europe before I have to be serious, before Jan puts them, <laughs> puts a foot down and says, if you're not playing here, I'm yeah. not going to pick you, you know? Um, I guess it's hard for me. Like, I um, have never had, I mean, not that, um, you know, I'd be, have hundreds of offers flooding you, but I've never had the desire to leave Melbourne to play basketball. So it's hard when you, you, some of your good friends go off overseas and they do play um in other and obviously, you know, Jess would be going to Canberra. That was the, I've played with Jess for a long time, and it is hard to see people come and go when, um, you know, and to back up the next year, you're like, you know, there's not a you know hidden fact that we don't play for big money. You know, we play for the love of the game. So, you know, you really cherish the friendships and stuff you have. And when they kind of go, you think, oh, do I come back for another year? And you know, you're trying to juggle work and you know a home life. But um, I guess. All of us that play love the game, so we're doing it. Yeah, that's one thing that interests me with the draw this year. We saw the Capitals playing on a Thursday, which meant they had to take a Thursday, Friday off work coming up towards Christmas. Sydney had to do the same thing to come to Canberra. And that must be very difficult when you see the league putting out the draw, and I know we've got to be careful what we say. It must be very difficult, and you go, gee, I only get 20 days holidays. I don't know if you work for basketball at all or whether you have to take yeah. leave from a job and yeah. all your holidays then go just to play over yeah. the summer. I mean, um, we've got that coming up. We have the, we go, to, we play in Perth on a Thursday night, so we fly out Wednesday morning so that, and then we play in Adelaide on the Saturday, so we're away Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, get home Sunday night. Um, but, but I'm in a fortunate situation where I work for our major sponsor, Jayco, so they're very flexible for me, but there's girls like Larissa Kavanagh kind of runs her own business with her mum and, you know, half a week away is very difficult for her, but um, I mean, on the flip side, I say I'd love to see more midweek games. Yeah, you know, I'd love to see all the crosstown rivalry played midweek, played on a Wednesday. You know, in the hometown, we played Bulleen midweek each year, and we've got decent crowds. And you know, we always strive to. You know, we we'd love to be in a professional league, and when you're playing midweek, you feel like you're getting to that to that stage. And 
you know, I think it's good if we can if we can be pulling crowds um, to midweek games, then why not? It's a great boost for the league. But it, the important thing is not to have to take time off yes, work to do it. Yes, without taking time off work. That's why it would obviously be beneficial if they were like cross-town rival, you know, us versus Bulleen always be a midweek in Canberra versus AIS or Sydney Canberra or no, not Tarford, Townsville, Perth and yeah. Adelaide. But, um, yeah, that's always the... I mean, there's a few players that are fortunate enough that, um, you know, may get paid, you know, or um, have flexible um, working places that allow them to do it. But, um, yeah, you always, when the draw comes out, you always look down and mark off, give, give to your boss what days you're not going to be there, and they roll their eyes and go, all right, you know, well, at least you've told me in advance. But, um, you know, they know how much hard work we put in, you know, through work and training. Like, you know, you're doing 50 hours a week of, you know, whatever, so they know we're not just slacking off. <laughs> no, and uh, the ABC2 and the ABC coverage mm. tells them that you are actually where you yeah. think you're <laughs> And that's been one of the best things for the I mean, not only the Opals winning the world champs, but like having the live games on a Friday night. I don't know how many countless people that I know aren't even massive basketball fans, but old friends I'll see in the street say, oh, I saw you on live on TV on Friday night. Like, what's going on there? And, and did you say, a, why the hell aren't you at the game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's one thing now. People will stay at home and watch it on a Friday night. But um, that that's fabulous for the league. Like, it's a really, really huge boost for us. Well, Caitlin, it's been a pleasure to talk to you here Thank at Half Time. Tell me, how are Danny and I going to be Canberra next week? Give me the inside. Well, we're going to make sure Bibby doesn't get 30 on us again. That's yep. for sure. Um, we clearly are going to have to do a very, very good job on Nat Hurst because she's showing her, um, showing what she's capable of the past couple of games. She's been in very fine form, and obviously Tracy, Larissa, and um, you know Shelley are going to have their work cut out guarding Tracy. And then, like, there's weapon after weapon. Then we've got to combat um, Kelly Abrams, who's just as consistent, as solid as any player in the league. And then um, Tully. I mean, <laughs> don't respect Tully and she'll, she'll murder you. And then Abby. Like, oh, don't, God. Well, I haven't thought about that yet, <laughs> how we're going to beat them. But we're obviously going to have to play very, very good defense. You, you've, obviously, you've obviously just named the team out there just well, to watch. Yeah, or I mean, how, you know, that... And, I mean, it does remind me of um, some of our teams, like, especially our, the first year we won the championship, we just had people after people that not everyone could shut down. That's a benefit Canberra have this year. They're so deep and everyone's playing well. So um, if we don't win it, <laughs> if we don't win it, my tip for Canberra. Okay. Well, that's a big call because uh, think, Sydney oh, and Adelaide have been in great form. They have. Now you've just, you've just earmarked oh, yourself for those two games, haven't you? <laughs> I'm thinking Canberra, just because they've got so much depth, but then again, Sydney and Adelaide do have lots of depth mm. too. Something that we used to have ease of. I tell you what, you've got though, depth when you've got nine. Back to that. When you've got nine players that are all lighting up, yeah. your bench tonight yeah. gave you starters a bit of something to think about yeah. too. Oh, God, like the more, you know, it won't be long, Kathleen's definitely pushing for a starting spot, and good on her. That's, you know, she's one of the up and comers, and, um, you know, she's such a player of the future, oh god she's a player of now but you know such a player of the future that you know you can't, I'm lucky to be holding my starting spot at the moment, very lucky <laughs> <laughs> Well Caitlin I better let you get back up there Ellie Downey I love that play you guys do Caps couldn't answer it last time you met the alley-oop. 
the alley. Is that what you guys call it? Because oh, no. Um, it, is, it is pretty close to that. Ali just cuts baseline and you right guys just there. hit her yeah. at oh, she, Yeah, one of the most unbelievably athletic players we've got in our league. And we're trying to get her to dunk. She's grabbing the ring. So <laughs> we're trying to... I heard apparently Caitlin Cunningham dunk. Yeah. She can dunk. So we're telling Al that she's working hard at the gym. And by, by the end of the year, she's got to be dunking. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, we look forward to that. Thanks very much, Caitlin. Thank Glad you. you had a good uh, New Year and Thank a good you. start to 007. Great. Thanks very much. Caitlin Ryan joining us here at halftime as the Capitals are getting ready to uh, go up against the uh, Perth Lynx for the second half. And uh, we, we say it all the time just how nice all the girls are uh, that participate in the uh, Defence Jobs WNBL and uh, proof positive once again. Yeah, that's right. They're all great. They really, you know... Um, happy to interview whenever you need them and they're happy to sit down and have a chat so it's really good to um you know and it's good for the game they promote you know people want to get a personal side to um the people who go out on the floor they want to get to know them a bit and feel like they they um have some sort of relationship if you like with the players so it's great great to have that kind of support from all the all the clubs i think all the teams are pretty good at at um, being part of the game 44 plays 31 here at Southern Cross Stadium as we get set for the second half. It's Abrams, Bevelacqua, Bibby. Uh, sorry, no, it's uh, Lofthagen, Bishop and Beatty as the Perthlings will get it underway. Marsh, Hayes sharing it up off the start. It's Marino, Carr and Wilson. So Marsh brings it right side. Abrams watching her, cuts it hard too. Uh, Marino, Marino on the ground had uh, Bishop laying on her was still able to bring the ball back in. Jump ball, but unfortunately for Perth, the jump ball will go to, well, the arrow will be in Canberra's favour. That's right. Some interesting matchups. Then we've got Los Hagen matching up on Carly Wilson and Kelly Abrams has gone to Melissa Marsh. Well, oh, look away pass from Bevelacqua. Gives it to Abrams. Abrams from the right-hand elbow rattles out. Bishop fighting hard on the box out. Zoe Carr gets the rebound, though. Gives it to Marsh. Marsh brings it down the right-hand wing, goes back to Carr now, looking around, kicks it left side to Wilson. Wilson on the left 45, inside on the lane to Hayes, outside, top of the key, it's Marsh. Marsh tries to dribble in, but wouldn't get past Bishop. Then the shot goes up from Hayes on the left baseline, rattles out, and Abrams will carry it back for the Capitals. One minute gone, no score in the second half. Beattie doesn't go for the three-pointer. Goes to Abrams, over the top. Oh, Bishop puts it up again. Off the back of the iron. Wilson again doing the defensive rebounding. Yeah, she's carrying a load tonight, isn't she? Offensively, defensively and on the board. She's really under a lot of pressure. Wilson then left back to to Marsh. Marsh back to Hayes. Top of the key. Hayes drives down in the paint. Oh, just pumped up a double-handed pump. Wasn't a jump shot, wasn't a layup, it didn't go anywhere. Went up and down. Abrams from just inside the arc. Oh, Bishop pulls down a big rebound that time. Bishop doing a great job here. Kelly Abrams still hasn't featured on the score sheet tonight. It would be a long time since Kelly Abrams has gone a full half of a National League game without registering a score. Yes, this time Bishop just got caught on a travel when she uh, took the rebound. So she gets the rebound, but she gives away the travel. Marino just out flighting uh, former teammate in Bevelacqua. Goes to Wilson, then to Carr. Back to Marino. Her first three-point attempt is short. Hit the uh, backboard but didn't get near the ring. Bevelacqua brings it back. Sorry, 
I was just going to say, Marino really hasn't been a factor in this game tonight at all. No. Oh, block shot by Wilson that time. Wilson will bring the ball back as Hayes gets it to her. And, oh, Wilson trying to do it all herself from the elbow. Can't get it in. Hit the oh. back of the iron. And uh, Perth just couldn't secure the rebounding there. Wilson and Hayes crashed into each other. Beatty comes up with the ball. Right, the Capitals are actually double out-rebounding uh, the Perth Lynx 28-14 to 14 in this game at half-time that was. So that's and what about, in, well, I'd hate to think what the offensive rebound count is. Bevel Aqua fakes the three, goes back, puts it up, hits the front of the iron. Wilson gets the rebound that time. Yes. Gives it off to Moreno. 13-4 to four on the offensive boards. The Caps have got it over the Perth Lynx. Oh, terrible. Hayes oh, dumps it over to Wilson for three. It's short off the side of the iron. Beattie does the rebounding. And that's the difference. The Capitals are getting second and third attempts. Oh, good look away pass from uh, Abrams. Go to Bishop. Bishop can't get it. Tries to put it up again. Eventually, Zoe Carr's called for the foul. And Bishop will get it in in the end. And that's exactly what we're talking there. The Capitals had three attempts. Abby Bishop got three rebounds in a row and was able on the third attempt to actually make the shot as well as go to the foul line. You know, you cannot do that in this league. Zoe Carr, well, she shouldn't be surprised. She has played here. <laughs> that's right. Abby Bishop goes to the line to make the bonus. I better give Abby Bishop her points because she's 11 at the moment. 12, now she makes the shot. Capitals are scoring, um, sharing the scoring around really well. And the, at half time, you know, we had 14 for Jess Sibby, 8 for Natalie Hurst, 8 for Tracy Beattie, uh, 9 for Abby Bishop. So they really are scoring the, sharing the, the scoring. Play, I think Tracy Beattie has been called for holding up. Tracy Beattie's looked at a jumper just to make sure it was her. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was Laura Summerton-esque. <laughs> that was one of the best look me's by a capital this year. <laughs> what well, me? They did play together for a couple of seasons. <laughs> couple, yeah. Yeah, Marsh now goes to Wilson. Wilson is trying to back into the paint. Oh, rattles in and out. She is working a ton here. It was Lofthagen who got the rebound. Gives it off to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua just got the dribble ahead of her and lost the plot there. Had to back out. Gave it to Bevel to uh, Lofthagen. Lofthagen to Abrams. Abrams inside to Beattie. And Beattie will now move to 10 points for the game. 49 plays, 31. Six minutes left in the third quarter. That's right. And I'm really impressed with the way Tracy Beattie's um, retaining her poise in the paint with the ball this season. Marsh sets up for three on the left-hand side as Bevelacqua tried to make the steal on Marino. It didn't drop. Beatty kicks it immediately to Abrams. Abrams, oh, can't get a layup to drop. Still scoreless as Hayes has the ball stripped. Bishop is called for the foul. She is, you know, and that's just, you've got to keep your hands out in that situation. You know, they were applying good pressure, but, you know, put their hands in and regardless of whether she did or not, you know, actually make contact, that's going to get blown. Well, I've got the third personal foul. I'm going to put it... Bishop asked, was that me or Donna? <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting one. 49 plays 31. <laughs> yeah, look, Kelly Abrams, she is scoreless, but she's really had quite a, um, an impact on this game defensively. You know, she's, Carly Wilson is having a fantastic game, but she's certainly a little bit quieter when a Kelly Abrams has got the match up on her, and she's really making Carly work very hard for... Um, 
her open looks. And, you know, even at the offensive end of the floor, Kelly's still looking to create by putting the ball on the floor and penetrating. And she's drawing some defense and she's found, you know, some open players, Abby Bishop, a couple of times. Unfortunately, they may not be converting them on all occasions. But she's still, you know, and she's taking a leadership role out there. And that's really what you need out of the captain. 49 plays 31. We're 5 minutes and 38 seconds left to go in the third term as the, well, the Capitals dominating this one. Hoping Simon Peters might be able to get us an uh, update from uh, Sydney Uni. I'll, uh, I'll give you the phone number to try, Simon. <laughs> Here we go. It's a big ask. <laughs> yeah, we'll see Is if we can... up to the challenge? Well, or someone who's watching ABC2 might be able to tell us as well. But it is 5 minutes 36. Wilson carrying the ball back up again as Perth set up. Hayes oh, doesn't even get a half a uh, screen out there for Wilson. Just Lofthagen got straight by. Marino driving in. Wilson gets the outlet pass. Wilson goes to the baseline. She's double teamed. Car for three. Oh, Matt Carr knows these rings. Yeah, well, she's played here for a few seasons. Um, few seasons, yeah, and so she uh, knows, knows the rings pretty well, so she'll be pleased to get that score. Zoe Carr, eight points for the game. 49 plays 34. Bevelacqua on the left 45 outside the arc. Goes inside to Lange. Hand off to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua on the baseline. Gets it to Hurst. She gets the three. 11 points for Natalie Hurst. That's her first three of the game. So, um, last... Last game, as we said, she shot particularly well from beyond the arc and she's uh, continuing with some good form. Marino now oh, takes on Hurst, drives to the baseline and Hurst is going to be called for the pushing foul. We have seen some very poor calls tonight, I have to say. The grey team has not had their best game. No, they're a bit rusty after the Christmas break too, Craig. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so, Natalie Hurst will get her first personal foul. Hayes sits down. Bartlett's going to come in. Well, there needs to be someone else leaving the floor because there's six of them there at the moment. No. Oh, and Marsh comes in Melissa as well. Marsh is coming off. All right. Bartlett inbounds the ball to Zoe Carr. Carr, Langy watching her. Former teammates. Oh, I'll say that with no confidence. It's Wilson now. Wilson puts up the shot from the baseline, hits the edge. And uh, Lange, oh, turnover, Cook comes back. Cook has the ball stripped as Caitlin Cunningham comes into the game. So good to see her get some minutes here. Hopefully she'll get the whole four. Yeah, hopefully. I think, you know, Caitlin, it's probably been pretty frustrating for Caitlin this season. She hasn't seen a lot of court time and, you know, really wanting to impress when she is out on the floor and it's difficult in and limited time. That's not going to help because no. Cook has gone up for the shot and Caitlin Cunningham has reached in to get her first stat of the day. Yeah, I understand that that's one of Carrie's concerns with Caitlin is her defensive um, capacity. So, you know, that's something that I'm sure Caitlin has been really working hard and focusing on. As Cook will step to the line to shoot for two, it is 52 plays 34. So it's really gotten away from the Perth links here in the third term. And Cook shot. Hits the back of the ring straight up and down again. Cook's second shot is a oh. repeat of it. And Cunningham comes up with a rebound. Hands off to Hurst. The two flashiest hairdos in the uh, <laughs> Capitals lineup. 
I'd almost say defence jobs WNBL, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> Hurst drives oh, to the basket. She was out-heighted there, but she still had a go at the rebound. Lange came up with it, tapped it over the baseline, and it will be Jess Bibby back into the game now for Tully Bevilacqua. Hayes looks to come in for Zoe Carr. Yeah, and Carrie's taking advantage of the fact that they've got this lead and she's really starting to throw some players through the yeah, rotation. Haven't seen Peter Sinclair or Kira Shields yet. No, no, but, you know, if you look at the minutes played in the first time, it's a really even spread and probably the only player with substantially more minutes was um, Jess Bibby with 18 for the, for the half. Bartlett drives baseline, the shot hit the bottom of the backboard. Lange wrestles her to the ground, gets the pass away to Hurst. Hurst bounce pass to Cunningham and Cunningham has been... Yeah, I think that's right. I don't that's, think Cook had position. Absolutely, that's the correct Cunningham call. Cunningham just didn't look away. She just went shouldering. <laughs> right, no. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, the first coach is upset about that, but really I don't think he has any grounds to be. It was, it was a physical challenge, and Cunningham initiated the contact, but I don't think Cook had position. No, I definitely didn't. So, you know, and let's face it, you know, there's been some bad calls tonight. I don't think one of, that was one of them. Not really worth arguing the point on that one. Caitlin Cunningham's on the scoreboard. The crowd likes that. I don't know what the skunk look is all about, though. She has got <laughs> that streak through the hair again. Bit of red at the back. It doesn't fall the second one, and Cook comes up with a rebound. We'll get back to the ball game here. Hayes gives it to Marino. Marino carries it down. Three minutes 30 left to go in the third term. 53 plays 34. Caps with the advantage. Bartlett now. Dribbles into the paint, goes off, dumps off to Hayes. Hayes has to try and work through three. She gets her own rebound yeah. and puts it back up. Good work there. Good persistence from Hayes. You know, she really took it at, his, at, at the girls and then she uh, followed up with the rebound as well. Good to see. Four points for the game for Hayes. Bibby drives baseline, gives it to Hurst, who just lights up a big three. Hurst, 14 points for the game now. Yeah, she's really having another good outing tonight. That's great to have... No pressure on her, though. No, no, absolutely no pressure on her at all. And, um, you know, it's great for the Capitals to see that sort of output from one of your bench players coming down the final stretch. It's good to know that you've got something sitting on the bench that you can really go to. Cook, Bartlett, hands off to Marino. Marino takes on Hurst, lobs it over the top to Hayes. Two seconds left. Marino jumps up with a big three-pointer. Marino's first points for the game. It is her first points for the game, and I think she's now one from five from three-point range. So, oh no, that was her only a second attempt from the four-point line. But the team know, one from five. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's you now when you've got an experience. Oh. There's Natalie Hurst lighting it up again. Hello, hello. She's just knocked out three in a row. You might want to put a hand up on that shot. Guess what? She's a shooter. <laughs> so, you know, it's just not good enough to stand there and uh, let a player who can knock him down like that just... Um, Pushing that foul called there off the ball. Not oh, It's the second. That. I didn't see who they called it on, though. No, I'm not entirely sure what the call was there, but anyway. Not a lot of players on uh, fouls, so I guess it's Donna Lofthagen who sits down. Mm. Capitals are actually um, the team uh, foul five fouls, so, you know, Perth will go to the line every time there's a foul now. The question is whether they're smart enough to be able to get um, to the line by exploiting that. Well, Elizabeth Cook missing the first. Second is on its way, and she makes it. Cook gets her first points for the game. It's 59-40. Oh, good cross pass there going to Abrams. She didn't get a clean look at the basket. Marino blocked her 
uh, goes to Lange. Lange to Bibby. Bibby takes on Marsh. Reverse layup doesn't fall. Oh. Cook knocks down uh, Abrams. That was pretty rough and ready as the... Um, oh, immediately replies. 59-242. And Perth are on a bit of a rally here, being stopped every time by Natalie Hurst <laughs> three-pointers. They might want to adjust to that. Oh, Abrams. Oh, I had a chance for an open look. Caitlin Cunningham tries to jack up a shot that really wasn't there. She did her best, but it just hit the side of the uh, the uh, backboard. Yeah, she took a bit of a physical knock as she was trying to execute that shot and just wasn't able to convert it. But good to see her still try be positive and to actually try and make opportunities. Marino gets out the shovel. It's not as successful as it has been in previous years here. And she does draw the foul. And Sinclair comes in now for Kylie Lungy. Yeah, good to see Pete. Peter Sinclair getting a little bit of time as well. Hopefully she'll get some some minutes, in the, minutes in the fourth quarter as well. Marino has drawn the foul. When you're saying before, well, Marino's one player that does know how to draw out a foul. Yes, she does. Oh, oh. first shot Unfortunately, she wasn't able to convert it, so... Second shot. Oh, false start. Yeah. Uh, false start by Cunningham. <laughs> So Marino just, just wanting to get in there. Yep. So Marino missing the second, but we'll have a third. 59-42, shot on its way, makes it. And it's four points now tonight for Angela Marino. Bibby goes inside to Cunningham. Cunningham outside. Then to Bibby Sinclair. Sinclair dribbles round to the left side, gives it back to Abram. Lob over the top, goes to Cunningham. She pulls oh, it back in great job, and puts up a shot at the same time. The shot doesn't drop, but Caitlin will go to the line. She did a really good job of bringing that ball in. She was under a lot of pressure and she um, you know, persisted and contested it and was actually able to, to come up with the ball and remain um, balanced enough to actually get a shot off. And she'll go to the line. She's been rewarded. Cunningham puts up the first shot. Oh, right on the front of the iron there. Takes a heavy sigh as she gets ready for the next shot. No, it doesn't waste any time releasing no. it. It rattles around as well. Uh, Hayes comes up with a rebound, hands it off immediately to Marino, who carries it down, kicks it right side to Marsh. Uh, Cunningham, oh, just got into a position there. Almost thought she failed reaching over Cook then, but then it was Bibby who came through and stripped her. So managed to get back in position. Cook looking to inbound now. They are in a tight scrum. Marino gets the inbound pass. Drives baseline. Cunningham tried to put up the block shot. She does the rebounding. Lobs over the top to Hurst. Hurst kicks it hard to Bibby. Bibby for three. Yes, travelled. It didn't drop. But no. Just uh, a bit of a double shuffle on the release. Carly Wilson's been sitting a fair bit of time now this quarter. She's... Um I guess as soon as they went into the bonus, they decided to give her a break, I think. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, she's really been carrying the load. You might want to leave it. I, I don't know. Well, it's a long way to go. Mm. Yeah, still a month worth of games. True. And you've got, to give your, um, you've got to give your bench some experience exposure to this too, I guess. Absolutely. But, um, you know, my question is, who's, you know, you really want to have a leader out there. You've got some players with, like, Bartlett, who has very little experience for in, in the National League team. So... You'd really want to have some kind of um, leader on the floor, and I just don't see that right now. I got uh, Jess Bibby picking up her second or first personal foul there. It was uh, off the ball, but Cook, well, not converting. 
They've had a lot of chances at the line here. I'd say they've missed six out of seven attempts. Right, they they've really now missed seven out of eight. Oh, really Hayes has done well. She's managed to grab that rebound. Mm. The cap's just not able to box out. Cunningham is looking a little bit out of position there. The ball will go to Marsh. Cunningham's watching her now. Good screen from Cook, but the shot was blocked that time by uh, Abrams. <laughs> it was Cunningham doing the dribbling up the court. Gets the pass Abrams in the front court. Abrams, shot is blocked by Cook on the buzzer three-quarter time. Kelly Abrams has gone three-quarters without a score. And I'm the Capitals are, well, she's still on Christmas holidays. Yeah. The Caps are 59. The uh, Perth Lynx are 43 here at Southern Cross Stadium. Yeah, and I mean, I mentioned then that Carly Wilson didn't play a lot of minutes coming down the, the stretch um, in that in that quarter, but at the same time, you know, the, the Capitals uh, also had a lot of their bench players substantial, playing substantial minutes then. You know, at the end of that quarter, we had Bibby and Abrams on the floor, who were two of the starters, that they had bench players out there, and Caitlin, who's played very few minutes, uh, and Peter Sinclair, who's played very few minutes uh, um, so far, this season and uh, you know we had players rotating through so um, Graffy's giving her bench some time and Perth you know obviously you do need to blood your um, your uh, less experienced players um, but you really want to do that with some leadership on the floor and you know where you look at the the Capitals they've got Abrams out there who's not scoring but she's still a leader in the group and you look at the Perth team and I don't see a leader out there you would expect a Marino to step up and be a leader and she hasn't really done that tonight and perhaps a Melissa Marsh and she has in patches but so you know maybe they need to throw Wilson out there with that group. Well to give you an idea of minutes so far this season I'll go to the cap stats and uh, as and I might not be able to get all the stats in on the one page here. So, uh, Caitlin Cunningham, so far this year, is averaging four minutes per game, which I'm quite surprised about that. I didn't think it would be that many. Um, biggest minutes on the floor, 41 minutes Tracy Beattie is averaging, 30 minutes for Kelly Abrams, and 25 minutes for Jess Bibby, 27 minutes for Tully Bevelacqua. Mm. So, that, that is considerably big minutes. Abby Bishop, 21 minutes. 19 minutes for Natalie Hurst. So that, that's a good sign when 19 minutes is uh, one of your bench players. That's right, yeah, that's, that's great. So, yes, yeah, so we're back to it now in the last quarter. Yep, it will be Flanagan starting with the ball for Perth. Marino, Hayes, Carr, and Wilson. Lofthagen, Beattie, Bibby, Hurst, and Bishop. The Capitals. Here as we get set. The final quarter, 59 plays 43. The Caps with the advantage at Southern Cross Stadium to start season 2007. It's Marino, brings the ball into the front court. Goes to Wilson now. Wilson looks around. Oh, the roll off. Saw her had to try and take on Tracy Beattie. Carr will get the ball back. Beattie's in front of her. Goes back to Wilson, kicks it long to Flanagan. Flanagan gets her first point. It was a long range two. Yeah, you know, and they found Flanagan on the corner there, which was good to see. They got the ball through some hands and they looked to penetrate, so that was good. In fact, uh, that's four points for Flanagan now. My apologies. Um, As the Capitals, Lofthagen goes to Bishop. Bishop back to Bibby. Bibby pull up jump shot as she drives to the free throw line. And obviously Bibby's decided she has to try to catch up. She's 16 points. And leader on the floor is 17 with Natalie Hurst. Yeah, and look, Bibby had 12 in the first quarter, so she's only had four. She's got a couple of quiet quarters offensively, so she might look to light up again this quarter. 
As Ozoe Carr loads up a three, Bibby comes down with a rebound. No explanation for that. And Angela Marino just runs Bibby off the ball. She'll give away her second personal foul, I think that is. Oh, in fact, it's her first. Okay, so first personal. Capitals reset. 61-45. Flanagan tried to knock the ball away from Bishop. She gets it on to Beatty. Again, Bibby puts up the jump shot from the free throw line. Tapped away by Lofthagen. Goes to Bishop and Bibby gets the ball. Quiets them down and then gives them to Hurst who plays the general's role here. 16 seconds left on the shot clock. She just puts the shot up to Bishop in the paint and Bishop will get her 14th point for the game. Yeah, look. So she looked to take this perimeter shot there and they just ran it and knowing she's knocked him down all night she was able to find Bishop on the roll. As Carly Wilson now looking to the left side goes to Carr. Seven seconds on the shot clock left. Back to Marino. Fake the three. Then went again off the back of the iron and Lofthagen wraps up. Secures the ball. Flanagan was going after her. Beattie has to go and give it to Hurst. Hurst will do the carry back and gives it back to Lofthagen. Lofthagen fakes to Bishop, then goes to Beatty on the arc. Goes now, right hand 45. Hurst inside to Bishop. Bibby gets the shot away. Oh, it's got tapped into the legs of uh, Donna Lofthagen. Lofthagen ends up outside the court and over the ball. baseline goes the ball. Cook will inbound it to Marino. Marino carries it down, Hurst watching her. 7.33 left to go in the game. 63 plays 45. Wilson for three all net. Yeah, look, you, can, you know, Carly Wilson will nail that shot if she's given any space and um, that's exactly what she did. 16 points for Wilson. Oh, it's Bibby's mug by Flanagan. That'll be Flanagan, I think, second personal foul. Oh. What? They just put up five fingers then, Carly Wilson. Ah. How did Carly... First personal foul on Carly Wilson, who was on the baseline when the play was at the top of the key. Oh, we just Donna Lofthagen's Cooks taking it down. A, yeah, and Donna Lofthagen's taking a break and Kelly Abrams has come back in for the cap. Bibby makes the first. Bibby moves to... See, 17, 17 points, yep. 17 points for the game. Rattles out on the 18th point. Oh, Finnegan dribbled, left it behind. Had to go back, get it. Car hands off to Marino. Marino now goes left side to Wilson. Wilson just watching Abrams. Dump over the top to Wilson. Wilson, uh, sorry, to uh, a Marino. Marino couldn't get the shot to land, even though she was by herself. But Flanagan with a great steal that time. Reached in, took it off Bibby. Goes to Marsh. Marsh takes on Flanagan. Block shot by Beatty. Bibby comes back now. Bibby pulls up at the left lane. Goes back to Beatty and Abrams will set up. Left side. Oh, Bibby just goes for three. Off the back of the iron. They, well, Perth getting there. Marsh and Flanagan getting in each other's way, but they manage to control it. Give it to Wilson who carries it down. Carr in the paint. She put up a speculator. That was almost a shovel shot. It did nothing. And Bishop comes down with the rebound again. Rebounding is the key. Abrams drives in, finally lands it with six minutes and ten seconds. So three quarters and three minutes 
50 seconds. That's right. Um, they would be a very long time since it's taken Kelly Abrams that long to get a score in a National League game. So she'll be happy just to be on the board. Yeah, probably since her AIS days, to be honest. That's right. It's Marsh working around the dribble and gets the car into the paint. Tried to get it to Wilson in the paint, but it was tapped away by uh, Abrams. Hurst brings it down. Hurst pulls up just in front of the free throw line and knocks it down. Hurst realised that uh, Bibby had caught up to her, so she had to put it in 19 points for the game. That's right. And Natalie's really um, making some good decisions about her shot selection. She's taken the open perimeter shot. She's pulling up for the short-range jumper on penetration, as well as looking to take it all oh, the way to the basket. Did you see what that whistle was for? No, I Abrams was coming around Flanagan's screen and has just touched Carly Wilson like blue on her <laughs> and the foul was called yeah oh well change is being made Zoe Carr sits down uh, Tully Bevelacqua comes back into the game for the Caps Marsh leaves it behind Bevelacqua tried to strip her oh she went back got the ball drove into the paint gave it to Flanagan Flanagan can't get it to drop Lofthagen does the rebounding kicks it on to Abrams look away pass Oh, they've all got the Tully disease at the moment. Tully gets her first points for the game. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, with the Capitals, when you think about, you know, into the last five minutes of the last quarter of a game and you've just got your two premier guards, really, getting onto the scoreboard for the first time. So that, that speaks volumes for um, the Capitals coming down the stretch into the finals. You know, if you've got players who aren't having great offensive form, you would have to say, who, um, you know, we're missing regular double points type scorers. Well, Kelly's probably not, but certainly Kelly Abrams is. And you've got other players stepping up and making solid contributions to the scoreboard. That's uh, that's good good for the Capitals. It is indeed. 70 plays, 48. It's a blowout. It is a blowout, isn't it? <laughs> um, you know, I think that's probably a true reflection of the score and probably should have been what the score um, looked like earlier in the game. But again, first game back after the Christmas break, people are just a little bit rusty, um, you know, and and so it's just taken them a while to run over the top of um, the top of the, much the same way as it took Sandy Long a while to really get into a real rhythm and run over the top of the AIS in the game before this. It is... Five minutes and eight seconds. Now, here's the thing. Do you think the Capitals could rack up 30 points here and get their first 100-point game of the year? Um, do I think they could? Uh, possibly. I don't think they will. No. <laughs> <laughs> Marino carries the ball down for Perth. Gives it to Wilson on the right side, watched by Abrams, who's got a lot more confidence now. Well, uh, Wilson just has to carry it around, gives it back to Abrams. Eight seconds left on the shot clock. Abrams drives in, kicks away to Marsh. Marsh at the elbow, nails the two. Good jump shot from the left elbow then. Yeah, Melissa Marsh had a really strong first quarter and um, she's gone a little bit quiet offensively, but it's good to see her continuing to go at it. Bevel Ackworth tried to get the pass into Beattie. It's tapped away by Marsh. They're starting to fire again, Marsh and Wilson. Marino with Hurst watching her goes inside to Hayes outside to Flanagan then across to Wilson who's on the left hand 45 now outside the perimeter goes back to uh, Marino then inside to Hayes and Hayes will get the layup nice, Hayes moves to 6 points Nice strong finish from Hayes there over the top of Tracy Beattie who's not a little person to try and get a shot over the top of Perth having a little rally here for 72-52 
They'll need a few more defensive stops to get back into it though. And Natalie Hurst open. Oh, rattles out on the three-point arc. Bevelac was crashed. Well, <laughs> Optagen crashes through and they'll clean up the floor as Bevelac was picked up off the ground by Tracy Beattie. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, um, Tally Bevelac, it's not unusual to see her on the floor, but it's only the fourth time for this, uh, No, game. four points for Donald Optagen. Four, <laughs> four points. Well, you're going to tell me it's only the fourth time that Tully's hit the floor to go tonight? Or uh, yeah, because she's hit the wall twice. <laughs> right, that's what it is. <laughs> 50, 72 plays 52, 20-point ball game here. As the cap, as the Perth links through Flanagan, carry it back. Left side goes to Marino. Marino now, ball on the floor, drives into the paint, takes them on and banks it in. Marino moves to six points for the game. Caps, oh, Hurst back outside the arc on the baseline, right side. Almost got a steal again with Flanagan. Beattie was able to knock the ball back to Hurst. Then to Beattie, back to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua gave it a Beattie. She wasn't ready for it. And uh, I don't know, but Hayes has just hit the deck like she's been shot. And Beattie, um, elbow? What was the call? No, the call there was actually on Hayes. It would have um, to be because... Yeah. Zoe Carr, Zoe Carr, sorry, I think it was Finnegan actually pushed Hayes into, into oh. Beattie and she just bounced backwards off of it. So. Beattie's going to sit down <laughs> as Bishop comes back out into the game. Abrams looking to inbound it, goes away to for three, doesn't fall, Wilson gets the rebound. Wilson's got a great vertical leap, doesn't oh, she? Oh, fantastic, and she just has really good anticipation of the ring, she reads the ball very well. Has a go at the other end. Three-point attempt. Bang from the top of the arc. She's a real class player, Carly Wilson, isn't she? She's just, um, you know, I think tonight that she's really, it speaks volumes for her talent. To Nin- be able to play Nin- game like 19 points for the game. 72 plays 57. Perth still rallying here. Another look away pass from Abrams. Gets it into Loftagan. And Loftagan moves the six points for the game. Yeah, and I think the Capitals will just ride this game out. Now, two and a half minutes to go, and, um, you know, they'll be happy to come away from this with a win. Um, looking forward to next week. Flanagan's three-point attempt doesn't land. Hurst does the rebounding. Hurst drives down the lane, gets it back to Lofthagen, and Lofthagen gets mugged by Flanagan. There's a rivalry that's starting to brew. <laughs> Flanagan and Lofthagen, they're going at it. They are, they are. It's been very physical and, and she, Finnegan hasn't really taken a step backwards, so it's been uh, quite a contest. <laughs> Kira Shields comes into the game. She said she hasn't been subbed in yet. I think Loftagen's going to the line. So Kira Shields is keen to get out there, which is always good to see. <laughs> well, that's right. You know, someone like a Shields and those sort of girls, they train just as much as the rest of the, the team does. So... You know, they enjoy any opportunity they get to actually get out on the floor and enjoy it. Lofthagen makes the first, goes to seven points for the game. Second shot's in the air and is good. Shooter will be subbed out. Kira Shields will come in for her. And Kira Shields will get her first minutes of 2007 as Lofthagen, with eight points, sits down. Good game for her. Hayes to bring the ball back. Bishop watching her. Marino gets the hand off at the centre circle. Goes left side to Hayes again. Great crowd in to start the uh, 2007 part of this defence jobs WNBL season. Over the top. Marsh gets it inside to Wilson. Wilson can't get the shot to drop. I think Abrams is going to pick up her first personal foul here. I can't believe it would be her first. Uh, no, I'm not sure. I wouldn't have thought it was her first personal foul. Yeah, try 
It's a four. It's four. <laughs> first, first personal foul of this quarter. I just haven't been keeping the stats. In fact, I've just now given more fouls to Donald O'Hagan, who only had one. Angela Marino sits down, and uh, it's 76 plays, 57. Carly Wilson at the line. Shot is in the air. It is all net. Wilson moves to 20 points for the game. Can't remember what her average is, but it must be up there. 21, I reckon she's hit it now. Yeah, she's certainly in the top five point scorers yep. um, in the league. In the top so three, in fact. I, did three. I have it in the program pregame? I, I thought I had stats like that there. As Abrams oh. drives into the paint, Flanagan's mugged her. And no call. Abrams can't believe it. Oh, it was called on Flanagan. So. So that's the third on Finnegan. Finnegan certainly um, had a bit of an impact, hasn't she, <laughs> in this game. She's really, you know, you've got to admire her. She's been um, uh, contested everything, you know. She's probably not, you know, has the skills of some of the other players on the floor, but she's really um, gone out there and, and done her absolute best and, and contributed what she can to this team. Abrams picked up another two points. She's four for the game now. 78 plays, 59. Not really a good idea to say it, is it? Yeah. As uh, foot, as the Bindi foot makes her first minutes of the game, gets the pass over to Marsh. Marsh can't convert. Uh, Caps go back into attack. It's Bishop jump shot in heavy traffic. Foot comes up. Well, she did a good job of securing that ball oh. then. Then kicks and it. And nearly travelled. Yeah. Gives it to Hayes. Hayes goes back. Two foot once again. Left side goes to Wilson. Wilson has the ball tapped away from her by uh, Kelly Abrams. Yeah. Tough weekend for the Perslings this weekend. They've got it back up against Adelaide on Sunday. So, you know, it's a difficult weekend for them. Now, at least there's direct flights. Oh, inbound ball went straight to Telly Bevilacqua. She puts it out in front of Kelly Abrams. The shot doesn't drop and Wilson gets another set. <laughs> a right smile from Kelly Abrams there. Yeah. As Wilson just sets up a point here in the centre circle, heading towards the last minute. We're there now. Marsh on the left side. Oh, good work by Bevilacqua getting in front of her. The pass went to Finnegan, tapped away from Bishop. Bevilacqua came back, fell down on the ball. I think it will be Perth's ball. No, it's Capitals' cap ball. Possession, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right, because Perth started the last quarter. So, well, it has been a good game for the Capitals. 51 seconds left. The horns go up from Tally Bevilacqua to set the play. Inside two, Bishop, who left it behind. Look away pass when it goes back to Bevilacqua to Abrams. Back inside to Bishop. She's mugged. Shields tries to help out up forward. Marsh gets away, kicks it to foot. Foot goes back outside to Wilson, but the pass costs her a bit of time. She'll have to go to Marsh. 14 seconds on the shot clock, 25 seconds on the game clock. The fans are starting to make some noise here as this one closes down. Marsh in, out, over the top to Wilson. Four seconds left. Wilson puts up a speculator. Shields gets the rebound. Hurst will carry it down. Kicks it to Tully. Tully bounces it over to Bishop. Nothing Findy Foot could do then. No, absolutely not. It was just good transition she basketball. She tried to put a foot to it. Yeah, that's right. Good transition basketball from the Capitals. they got numbers down the floor. One second left. Marsh alley-oops it to uh, Hayes, but it's all too late. The Capitals run out winners by 19 points, 80 points to 61 in a 
Well, if you kept saying it was entertaining. Well, it was entertaining. It wasn't great basketball. I don't think they showed their best basketball, but you know, still, it's um, you know, it's a good win for them coming back out of the break. Um, good to get a win before they've got a very tough road trip next weekend. They've got Dandenong on the Saturday and Bulleen on the Sunday. So, you know, they wanted to have a good hit out tonight and they want to have a good week in the training court um, preparing for next week because, you know, there's some pretty important games coming up for the Capitals um, over the, leading up to the final. So they'll really want to have a good solid um, hit out at training this week and get some um, good results uh, next weekend in Melbourne. Yes, it's a big road trip for them next weekend when they head to Melbourne. We'll hear from the coaches and then be back with all the stats. This is sportradio.com.au, Capital Basketball. Well, Paul O'Brien, it was uh, a frustrating game for you. The, the, at times it was starting to click, but then it was breaking down and the great team didn't have their best game either. Well, I assume you're referring to the referees. Um, there was a couple of calls that I thought, at, at crucial times in the game when we are working so hard, I just thought there was a couple of questionable ones where, you know, but that's the balance. It's a human game. Those things happen. But I, I, think, I don't think anyone could complain in the Canberra area. But then again, by the same token, there was a couple of pretty questionable ones the other way. So, look, I think it all balanced out, you know. It was just a little bit frustrating for us because we probably need everything to go our way right now. Um, but I, I thought overall, no, I thought they did a pretty solid job. And, yeah, there was probably a couple of ones, you know, I think Finnegan got away with a, uh, with a pretty loose one. So, hey, it all balances out. Um, I was happy with the girls' performance. Uh, what was frustrating was we will probably have had 10 turnovers for the game or 12 turnovers, but they came in little batches where we just needed, no, show a bit of poise, show a bit better execution. But I thought there were some really positive signs tonight. I, I thought we, we played like we did against Townsville before Christmas. We really made them earn every quarter. And I think the final margin, I think they won every quarter, but I don't think they won any quarter by more than four or five. I, I'd have to check that to be certain. But they just that's why they're a good side, you know, and that's why we're struggling at present, because they just have that ability to come up with the shots. But, but they had to make some tough ones. Natalie Hurst, full credit to her tonight, did a great job. Um, I thought she just hit the ball, hit the thing really, really well. Did a great job. I thought they just had that, that, that bit of poise to make the key shot off a good executed play. But we showed that when we do that, we can do the same thing. It was interesting because you started, you came straight out with that zone defence, yep. which has troubled the Caps right throughout yep. the year, and that was breaking up their offensive play. It was a bit. We really wanted to try and throw their tempo out a bit, and then I thought, I, but I thought our man was decent. You know, like on the boards, it's probably going to be second shots. You know, that it's really hurt us, and also some loose ones. Yeah, we've probably had four rebounds stripped tonight. Six eight points. You know, it's the difference between maybe being say 65 75, 65 70. You know, maybe being 64 72 at the end of the night and going eight points to the Caps in here and being 61 80. But look, no, take no, take nothing away from them. They were good tonight. They did a good job. Kelly Wilson has just been amazing, and Melissa Marsh has is, is been standing up regularly. But it, it, you can't play them 40 minutes every game as much no, as you, you like. No, you can't. To. What I was really pleased about tonight, though, was was in actual fact. You know, like, we got some decent performances defensively out of our bench. You know, if you look at it, you look at it down the, down the sit. You know, Hurst has had 19 and hit some tough ones. Great performance. Bishop's had 16. She's had five offensive rebounds. But, you know, the second chance points hurts us. At the end of the night, turnovers, great performance from us, 11 for the game, you know. So turnovers haven't been a factor. Um, but it does hurt a little bit in that regard, in that, you know, maybe getting the result closer. Okay, second chance points though, points off the bench. That's the difference. You know, like point, you look at it at 19 points. So really, if you look at it, our our starting lineup have beaten their starting lineup by five. 
you know what I mean? And I thought, basically, the second chance points, that's what hurt us. You know, that, that 18 offensive forwards, we wanted to keep them to 12. And, in fact, the turnover count, you were zero at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. So you didn't yeah. give up the ball. No, no. Just, the shots weren't dropping. That's what we tried to do. We tried to do all night. We tried to say, no, hey, hey, keep coming back. Keep settling. Keep getting through the stuff. And that's basically the situation. So I was pleased with that. What do you work towards now with uh, uh, Adelaide game to finish off this weekend? We take the positives out of this. We've got a day off tomorrow. We take the positives out of it and we say, right, okay, let's look at the positives. Okay, knowing that they're a big side as well, so we've got to do a better job on the blockouts. Okay, and we've really just got to make sure we give our bench more exposure and get them to do a bit more as well. Tonight, you know, it hurt us a little bit when they've got quality, but you know, if you look at it, you look at players like Lofagan tonight, she's come in, she's had eight off the bench. You know, Natalie Hurst has had 19 off the bench. And we, and we said that, you know, we, we thought they were two players that we'd really have to watch. Defensively, you stopped Tully until the last quarter and Kelly Abrams. They didn't score until well, six minutes in the I, last I'm, Like, I'm really pleased with that. You know, like, if you look at it, you know, if you, if you take Natalie out, who's probably a starter in a lot of other WNBL teams, she's playing extremely well, right? Okay, you then, you then go, you then talk about, um, you then talk about uh, the other performances. Yeah, you look at the starters. Basically, Beattie's had 10. Well, I'd give Beattie 10 against us. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty decent. Tully's had two. I, I didn't know when the crowd went like that that she, that she actually made the, made the basket, you know. So, so that was basically I thought she did. I thought she did a really good job there. Okay, so we did a great job on Tully defensively. I thought we did a great job on Kelly defensively. You know, I think, you know, it wouldn't be too many times that Kelly Abrams has got one for nine in her career and hasn't had a three-point shot. I thought we did a really good job. Even, even I'd have to say on Jessica Bibby for a lot of the game. You know, if you, if you go back, I, Jess has had to really work for her points all night, and she's had some decent looks, but not the sort of soft looks she got when we played them in Perth a few weeks ago. So, I, you know, I was pleased with that. Um, I, you know, I thought... Basically, you know, if you look at it, you say to yourself, well, Bishop's had 16. She's a quality kid, you know, and did it. And, but we did a good job on her I, for a lot of the game. You know, when you consider, you know, she's probably converted four of those, so that's 50% of her scoring, you know, and she's a, she's a great kid. Um, I, other than that, I'm happy with a lot of the positive things we did tonight. If, look, if we can play like that on Sunday, I think we've got every chance of beating Adelaide. Um, I, you know, I believe they're a team that can be run hot and cold if you can shut down some players like that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The great job we did at locking down, okay, on their better players, and we've got a lockdown on Phillips, okay. And basically, what also I want to talk about is to them is just blocking out on the boards because if we do that, you know. We can turn that around. We can actually turn that around and, and pull off a win on the road on the road all the way home. And certainly, if we go into the last three games like that, okay, I believe there's wins there. I really do because I thought they had to grind it out tonight. You know, seven. We got up nine in the first four, three, three. So we never quit. A good, uh, a good positive to finish on. Paul, thanks very much, and Pleasure, uh, all the best to finish the. Thanks very much, mate. Well, just maybe, what's going on between you and Nat first? You just. Uh, Trying to have a point score shootout every game. Yeah, no, we've um, sort of, I guess, teamed up a little bit and working with each other in the gym and, and trying to do some individuals and stuff together to work on our shooting. So, but I guess that stuff's paying off for us. A good start to the uh, run to the finals now. You really have a big weekend up ahead of you, though, when you go to Melbourne next weekend. Yeah, it was good to get that one out of the way. You know, it was probably the perfect game for us, really, coming out of, out of Christmas. Um, you know, Perth, I mean, no, um, you know, 
disrespect to them, but you know they're not one of the, the tougher teams in the competition, and we just have to make sure we've got our business done today and, and concentrate on next week, which you know we really need to come away with two wins to, to really consolidate, consolidate ourselves in the playoffs. And a chance to scout at least one of the teams tonight with the AS playing the double header. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with um, what Dan Long have got going on, so um, you know we we didn't play the best when we played them down there um, before Christmas, so we'll make a few adjustments this week, and you know I think everyone's pretty confident that we can get those guys down there. Well, all the best for the new year. Thank you. I don't know what that was. Well, Donald Fagan, happy new year and uh, a good start with a 19-point win. Yeah, you know, like, obviously we probably would have liked to win by a wee bit more and have a bit more of a polished performance going into next week. But, you know, it's always a little rusty coming after a, a bit of a break. But um, we're happy to get the win at the end of the day. No doubt you heard about the weather here in Canberra. How was it back home? Was it as crazy? Oh, it was freezing. Um, I think that I got a top of 12 degrees the whole time I was home for 10 days. Um, I think I got sunshine on Christmas Day and that was about it, so it was very, very cold. Although they're getting nice weather now, so maybe it's me. <laughs> well, off to Melbourne next week and uh, you're going to have to, uh, well, really tighten up on all aspects of the game. Yeah, well, we've got a huge point to prove after our last road trip to Melbourne. Um, was definitely not very successful at all going down in both games, but, you know, it's one all apiece in the series against both teams, so we're going there to win both and um, win the series and um, that will put us in good stead for, for the playoffs, hopefully. All the best. Thank you. Thanks. Well, Kelly, it's uh, good to get a win, but how often do you go uh, three quarters and six minutes, uh, three quarters and four minutes into a game before you score normally? Yeah, that's probably one I want to put away in, uh, um, not in the memory bank, I should say. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really happy with my individual performance tonight. Um, you know, Carly Wilson got away and scored 22 points, and you know, that, that's my job to stop her. And, and um, look, I'm not concerned about my scoring, but, you know, when you've got people like Nat Hurst stepping up and having 20 and, and just Dubie again being consistent, then, you know, that takes the pressure off. Now, what's the story with the look-away? This is about 50% of your passes in the front half are look-away passes. Oh, look, I, I had to get Tally on the scoreboard as well. Both of us were, like, um, nil from the field. And, you know, once she made that layup, we were like, yes. So, yeah, we were happy. Good Christmas New Year. Yeah, fantastic. Good break. Um, now it's business end of the season, so we're looking forward to the next weekend when we've got um, Bullying and Dandenong, and hopefully we'll go to and there. It's going to be an interesting one. And of course, uh, Bendigo coming into the competition. Is that, uh, I think you're from that area, aren't you? I'm from around Ballarat. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to Bendigo entering the league. And, you know, it'll add another, add another competitive side. And, you know, country teams generally produce good players. So I wouldn't be surprised if some, some girls return home in that region. But... You never know. It's going to be interesting. What do you have to do to beat two Melbourne sides next week? Um, look, I think it's the same things that we've, we're trying to be focusing on just before the Christmas break is, you know, possession game and, and getting the rebounds. You know, we're not consistent enough on that yet. I think we get three or four people in on, on one possession and then the next time only two. So, you know, that's what's going to win finals and we just need to be consistent. Good to see the girls working hard off the offensive glass, though, which really made a difference in the end. Yeah, it did. And, um, you know, like... Credit to Trace and, and, you know, Donna Lopagan, I think sometimes she's just got a radar and, and that's, you know, we need to emulate her a bit more and she just m- wants the ball and has a bit of desire. Well, all the best for the Melbourne Road Trip. Tough. Okay, we've got with us the uh, star of the Perth Lynx, Carly Wilson. Tough night at the office again, Carl. Yes, yeah, another tough one. Uh, we, I, 
even though it was a tough one and we did lose by nearly 20 or 19 points, um, I think we can really hold our head up though. Like we battled and, and we really took it to them and I think in previous times when we've played the Caps, they've really pushed us out of their game, out of our game, sorry, and they've been really physical with us and they've really intimidated us. Yeah. And I think they probably started off like that in the first quarter, but we were really able to bounce back and, and really take it to them and, and that's something that we can we can take out of it as a positive. No, it's something we definitely noticed through, during the call. You guys really, you know, you didn't take that backward step and, and it did get quite physical in places throughout the game and... Um, and, and really, you know, up until, I guess, midway through that third quarter, you guys were definitely still in it. There was, you know, five-point gap there. It's just like the, the Caps were able to throw it up that extra gear or, or you guys got yeah. tired or, you know, yeah. uh, probably combinations of both. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and, I mean, the Capitals are a quality team, like, you know, top of the ladder for most of the, the season. And, you know, we, we can't go into third and fourth quarters and have lapses like we do against teams like Canberra because no. they're just going to kill you. I mean, and, and it's, it's pretty much touted around everywhere that... I mean, if you look at the Capitals' backcourt, and Natalie Hurst has really come of age this season, and then you've got Jess Bibby and Tully Bevilacqua, every team in the league is going to have a hard time. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, looking at your lineup, and you've had quite a few uh, lineup changes in the mid season, which I guess isn't going to help your case. No, yeah, it's you've very work that new dynamic. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Yeah. and uh, against a backcourt like that, that's got to be, uh, on a personal level, that's got to be tough for you too. Oh, for knowing sure. Knowing that, you know, you don't have those those quality guards to sort of get you the ball and, and uh, I mean, you had a, a much better game the last time you were here they uh, really did a good job of shutting you down but 22 points tonight, 7 rebounds but it's uh, it's almost a lone hand really with uh, Mel Marsh having um, 11 points as well but um, you know you, you did mention that there are you know there are things that you can take out of this game and move forward ahead yeah. with where, where do you think you know the, the team's been I mean you, you've before now, you've been able to look at the look at the links from the outside, and now that you're part of that program, do you see there being, you know, what do you think is the answer towards Perth yeah. women's basketball sort of moving ahead? Oh, is there God. anything? I wish I had the answer. I, really I guess did. it was a simple answer. Someone yeah. else would be thinking about it. We wouldn't have this conversation, but but um, no, I think you know we've just got to keep battling away. I think um. And, and, it's, and it's an awful thing to say, but I think in the past, and we've done it this season too, like things get tough yep. and um, people seem to take the easy option, which is like a really terrible thing to say, but it's the way that it is. You know, things yeah. get tough and, and, and people go the, go the other way or they stop playing or whatever. And if you're going to be a team that gets off the bottom of the ladder and, and really, you know, takes it to these big teams, you've got to push through that sort of stuff. And it's going to take, it's going to take a while, you know. Yep. Next season, Perth aren't going to come out and, and win the championship. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to be really slow, but it's certainly doable. And Perth have got some great players coming through, and they've got some great players here right now. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of putting it all together. And, and as I said, it's going to take time. You mentioned we were chatting off off mic uh, before this, and you mentioned that um, one of the struggles you guys have is is with your crowd numbers at home and promotion of the team. And uh, you know, the Wildcats obviously get great support yeah, in Perth. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you see that? You know, is there any way to maybe capitalise on that support? Do you guys play many games before Wildcat games or anything no, like that? There's we, no association? No. Uh. One time we've played before them at our home court and yep. then they played after us at their home court. So there was really no advantage uh, to that. Yeah. But they, they sort of promoted it like a double header. But, yep. you know, unless we're playing at the same stadium, then a lot of people wouldn't even know about that. But I think there's definitely potential in Perth to get the good crowds and, and to get the sponsorship and get all that. And, and it's 
it's going to take wins to get that. But to get wins, it's going to take the sponsorship and the support. So it's like a vicious cycle, you know, yeah. like what comes first. And I think um, it's going to have to take a bit of both. Like I think the team's going to have to really knuckle down and work on things and, and the community's really going to have to start supporting us, you know, this season and you know, for the end of this season and really get behind us next season. And, you know, any, anything can happen. It really can. Well, I guess, I guess the... the, the the talent pool and the money pool and stuff, I guess, is going to get a little bit tighter next season with the new Bendigo team coming right, in. Right, yeah. Um, you know, you're a Victorian girl. Any? Uh, what would you think about playing maybe over there? No, well, I think it's a fantastic idea, and I'm so happy that, that Bendigo have come in, but um, I can't, I'm... Uh, I, I don't think the boyfriend would be very happy if I moved no. all the way over to Bendigo. Probably that's probably the furthest place that I could have gotten from Perth, actually. But um, Townsville, it's true, Townsville, <laughs> Townsville. But um, yeah, that's <laughs> Bendigo still working for that NBL yeah, team. So, yeah, yeah, uh, but it's so exciting, you know, another team in the league, and you know, hopefully, it just keeps growing. I've just hit on hit upon an idea. See, so we could we could market you and Adam. As like a package deal okay. to, to the, the to, to the cities that have NBI and WNBA clubs. Yeah, like a, well, you know, it's a package deal. I it's like a that. pretty good package I, too. I think it's a pretty good package. Yeah, well, I might be a little biased. I think we need to. Uh, that's something we should work on. Well, in the I might leave it in your hands. Very good. Very okay. Good, very good <laughs> we'll we'll let you uh, go and do the the warm down and everything. Thank you very Beautiful. much for chatting with us again. And I don't think we'll get a chance to catch up with you before no, the end of the season. No, well, so. best of luck for the finals and everything. Thank you. And uh, good luck with the running out the rest of the season yeah. and look after that boy. He's got... That bad knee knees, sounds like a worry. Knees, uh, I know. He'll be the fine. Dud, you're going to have to sort him out. I know. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Willie. Thank you. And uh, that's what at least one of the coaches had to say there, Michelle. We could not find Kerry Graff. She hightailed it back to uh, the change rooms after the game with Peter Buckle and we've not seen them back out here on the floor. So you've at least heard from uh, Paul O'Brien who, uh, I'll tell you what, he has certainly summed this game up for us. He, he uh, was reasonably happy with the way that they were able to stop uh, Kelly and uh, Tully. But uh, unfortunately, there was too many others that were stepping up. Well, that's it exactly. It's not, you know, I, I appreciate that he, he, you know, thought that the effort against Kelly and Tully was, um, they did a good job there. The problem with that is that you then allow other players to come into the game that don't in other weeks. So you've got to be able to not only shut down uh, the studs, so to speak, but you've got to be able to contain the other players coming off the bench. You know, you look at the, the scoring spread amongst the Capitals lineup and you've got... Um, you know, Natalie Hurst, another great night, 19 points again. You know, Abby Bishop, 16 points. Jess Bibby, 17 points. You know, Tracy Beattie ended up with 10, and, and then you had Donald Hagen with 8. So, okay, Tully and, and Kelly didn't feature in the scoring this week, but there's a whole lot of other players who were able to step it up. So, um, you know, you've got to, to win games, you've got to be able to shut down teams. Yeah, and the difference definitely was the second chance points that oh, uh, Paul that. picked up. Yeah. Yep, and second chance points were just, uh, were, it was the offensive boards and it was really in that second half where those offensive boards just really started to bite oh. them. But interestingly, nine points in the first quarter and then it was, uh, well, I think, what, four points in the last quarter. So they never gave up. They kept on battling away. Oh, I look, really admire their persistence and the way that they continued to um, compete for the whole game. They just, they just didn't look... They don't have the depth, the experience or the talent to match it with the Canberra Capitals team. And that's, that's the reality of it in this league, um, you know, that you've got to be able to have, you know, nine players, ten players you can go to in your team and on any given night know that they will do a job for you. That was really the difference of the two visitors tonight, Dandenong and Perth. Yeah. Dandenong played to number nine. Yeah. Perth 
sort of struggle at about number six or seven. Well, yeah, that's right. You know, you look at what, what Perth got out of their players. And, you know, Carly Wilson, I mean, she's just a, a class act. And she ended up with 22 for the game and seven boards. Melissa Marsh um, was a solid uh, performer for them. She ended up with 11 and, you know, a couple of boards. And, and she really did um, give them a lot of uh, go. And she was, you know, played 30-odd minutes for them. Um, and then, you know, uh, Krista Hayes, you know, she, she did a good job on the boards for them. She had six points, chipped in with a couple uh, – sorry, six – uh, sorry, nine rebounds and, <laughs> and six points, you know. So, you know, while she probably wasn't a standout for him, she was pretty consistent and had a big defensive job against either Los Hagen or Beattie at any point in the game. So disappointing for them was they got absolutely nothing out of Marino. Um, you know, Zoe Carr did very little for them. Um, so, yeah, that sort of makes things um, difficult when, you, when you're not getting anything... Um, out of, you know, starters. other than one or two players. Yeah, and your star is, star, starters, sorry, and experienced players. That makes life pretty tough. It does indeed. Well, it is the, uh, well, an interesting start to 2007. The Defence Jobs WNBL continues next week with the Capitals having two games down there in Melbourne. Sport Radio, though, has not finished its coverage of this weekend's matches. We'll be bringing you all the action from Sydney Uni when the Sydney Uni Flames take on the AIS, that game, on tape delay Sunday night. So we hope you've enjoyed the action here. The doubleheader from the Southern Cross Stadium. The Dandenong Rangers running out winners over the AIS. The Capitals, 19-point winners over the Perth Lynx. On behalf of Michelle Hocking, Simon Peters, I'm Craig Ravel, wishing you a very happy new year and hope you'll join us next time on Capitals Basketball. <laughs>